Snack, pull up a chair and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and we're back. Yay! Uh, I'm joined by two very special guests tonight, Tina Chalmers and Nick Owen. Yay! Hello. The whole, very special. Very special. The whole yeah. gang is back. Uh, it's been a little while, uh, and therefore this will probably be the longest episode we've ever done, because <laughs> there's so much to talk about. But uh, we had a bit of a break. Um... You know? It's better to say our batteries are recharged. Yeah, definitely. I've been watching... I don't know about you guys. My batteries are almost empty. My ba- <laughs> I'm currently dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My batteries are constantly charging and emptying. I'm, I'm like, you know, the batteries that you get where you... Um... <laughs> Luna is tearing apart a toy owl. And she says, very proud. Oh, yeah. Luna's yeah, I'm, um, I'm the. You ruined my joke. I'm sorry. I'm, the, I'm the battery where you press the two sides and it shows you how much power's left. And <laughs> like no more power. Yeah. Man, remember that? That was such cool technology. Yeah, I know, right? We're like, oh my god. And now all your devices show you the battery. Yeah, yeah never right. see the AA battery. I feel sick. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many things. The nice thing is, we've all been in the movies uh, together at some point or other. I've been with you a couple of times, I think, Tina. Yeah, I've got two movies to talk about tonight that you and I saw. And Nick and I went to the movies twice as well, which is something that's a little bit rare. Like, mm. I think last year I went to the movies mainly by myself. So, mm. Tina and I are yet to see a film together. That's true, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Is there anything that we like that James doesn't? I don't know if there. What do you not like? Yeah. Mm, Transformers. Mm, not gonna happen. Um, but I'll go and see anything. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like my thing is that even if I don't like things, I'll go and see things, you know, and hope to be surprised. Like a movie we did go and see, we went to something. I was like, oh, I like that more than I thought I would. Mm. Uh, it was not Girl in the Spider's Web. <laughs> I had really disappointed. Yeah, you hated that. I did because I liked it. I assume that you hate me as well. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, but we're back. We're recharged-ish. Tina's gonna be recharged in three weeks' time. Hopefully. Yes. Holidays. School holidays. Oh, holidays. Nice. Yeah, term one's almost over. Next week's last week. So, uh, yeah. ten week term. Uh, I'm going to dive into it now. There's a ton of stuff to talk about, so I'm just kind of going to rattle off our news. And if anything kind of piques your interest, pipe up. Otherwise, we'll just kind of go over it um, and on to the next topic. Uh, I'm going to start with. Nope, I was going to say Star Wars news. There's been no Star Wars news of relevance since we last recorded, so we'll go to DC movie news. Um, Aquaman, we all saw that. Did you, have you talked about Aquaman on the show yet, Nick? No. No. Maybe. Well, it was very successful. It made over a billion dollars, so much so that not only has a sequel been greenlit, but they're also doing a spin-off movie based solely on The Trench, oh, which is yeah. that villain in Aquaman. <clears throat> Tina is... Uh, the Trench like those things? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it's based around them. I guess so. Like maybe mm-hmm. their origins. Shouldn't, or... shouldn't 
um, DC be focusing on the things that they need to make? Like a Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll look at some Batman news coming up. Um, it's interesting, and I, it feels like it's a very James Wan thing to do, um, because like he did The Conjuring, and then they made Annabelle. They made Conjuring 2, and then they made The Nun, and they made Annabelle 2, and now there's Annabelle 3 coming. Like, that just got announced the day. But the problem is that like, every one of his spin-offs, he doesn't direct, and they're nearly always awful. Mm. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I'm not against it. Like, I think if they're not going to spend you know, money on a Superman movie, for whatever reason, they're still making a Superman movie, um, I guess, yeah, like, just keep taking swings. Because you know, Aquaman was pretty good. And Shazam looks great, mm. and they just released another image from that Joker film, and that looks cool, and the Birds of Prey stuff looks cool, so... At this point, I just want them to make movies, and I want them to just keep trying to make stuff, because... Yeah, we need to get going. I sort of feel like I'm almost off their universe. I almost just don't care anymore. Mm. Too many changes, like, the movies well, haven't been good enough. Well, actually, I didn't write this down, but it sounds <laughs> like um, they've rebooted their universe in a way. Like, because we talked about it last time, maybe, Affleck's no longer Batman. It sounds like Cavill may not be Superman anymore. The kind of Aquaman is kind of like the new beginning of their universe, they're kind of saying. So, like, even this new Wonder Woman film isn't meant to be a direct sequel. It's just another Wonder Woman film that won't really reference the previous one. Like, for example, Steve Trevor's back, even though he died at the end of Wonder Woman. So, again, I'm okay with that. Like, that's course correction, and that's... To me, I'm kind of like, okay, well, yeah, keep Gal Gadot, because she's great. She wants to do that. And if you're gonna and keep Jason Momoa because he's great. Like even though that film isn't perfect, like he's really entertaining to watch. And that way you can kind of keep some continuity, just kind of erase everything that came before. And it seems like they just want to, you know, kind of get rid of Snyder, like kind of shake that off. Which you know, say what you will, it's not a Snyderverse anymore. So mm. um, I said we we're just gonna gloss over things, and I just did like a three minute dive <laughs> on that first one. Um, there's a Batman Ninja Turtles animated film in development. In fact, they dropped a trailer just recently, and it looks pretty good. Our friend Deacon will quite enjoy that, I imagine. Nice. Uh, here's probably one of the biggest pieces of news from DC. Will Smith has dropped out of Suicide Squad 2. Oh. Oh, okay. He's not coming back to play Deadshot. Uh, but, Idris Elba is going to play that role instead. So, oh, okay. So maybe better. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Idris Elba, but uh, Will Smith was clearly the best part of the first film. Uh, him and Do Margot Robbie. Why he's dropped out? Uh, I'm not sure. It could be scheduling. Thing. I think maybe... This I haven't seen any kind of quotes or anything. My thoughts is maybe he's seeing what's going on in this universe around him. He's like, oh, Ben Affleck's not coming back. Oh, yeah, Henry Cavill, and maybe it's like him jumping ship, just kind yeah. of like you know what? Yeah, like this is kind of steeped in failure. Maybe I can get out and do my own thing. But maybe he just doesn't want to do like a bunch of sequels. Like maybe he's kind of wants to, like he's that being said, he's doing Bad Boys Three, which I think just got announced as direct to Netflix. So, ah. Oh. Straight to Netflix. That's what I saw, but I didn't read the article, so it might just be like a rumour. Um, we like DCTV, Tina and I have just been catching up on The Flash, and this season's actually gotten pretty good. Like, it's actually picking up a little bit. Hmm. Um, Arrow, the show that's that rule, is ending. Uh, next year will be its eighth and final season, and they're just doing ten episodes. So, there you go, the first of the DCTV shows is going to end. Um, I actually gave up on Arrow about a year and a half ago, but now I kind of want to go and... Finish it. So, I know I like it. It's fine. Um, They're making a Hawkman movie apparently, and they're going to put Hawkgirl in it. Who is Hawkman? Uh, Do you remember in Legends of Tomorrow there was? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's all I got for you. They're making that movie. The people who expect to be in are going to be in it. So, uh, 
Deathstroke, uh, who we saw tease at the end of Justice League, and he's been he was in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. He's kind of all over the place at the moment. Uh, he's going to be a character in season two of Titans as well, which is awesome. I loved Titans season one. There's another DC show I love even more than that now. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I like some Deathstroke, so bring him in. Um, Cyborg, that movie Cyborg, has been cancelled. They're not making a Cyborg movie anymore. And Ray Fisher, the guy who played Cyborg, is no longer coming back to play Cyborg in anything. Whoa, what? He's done. Um, I think it may have to make something to do with the fact that he was so vocal about his love for Zack Snyder and his support for Zack Snyder and kind of crapping on Warner Brothers a little bit. And like I agree, like I agree with him a lot. I'm like, yeah, they treated him poorly, but then the day like those guys are paying, like paying you, like they're your boss, and if you're gonna talk about him poorly, they don't have to keep you on. Yeah, so. yeah, fair enough. Um, so, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt. No, you're right. So that so the Justice League is yeah. essentially just like crumbled, as it? it sounds like it, but it also kind of sounds like they're kind of ignoring Justice League as well. Like from what I've read in a few different articles, it sounds like they're like we're just doing a soft reboot. Anyone who wants to stay, they can stay. We'll build our universe up from that. Because um, I don't understand how they're going to build now from Aquaman. Because they've already got the foundations, right? I mean, mm. Aquaman is set after Justice League. Justice League, isn't it? Yeah. But there's only one reference to Justice League in that. So you could almost discount. Like, you'd be like, oh, that was an adventure that happened, you know. Yeah, right. Um, it's all a bit strange, but I think... I don't know, like, what do you do? Like, all your actors are dropping off. And you want to keep making movies, you've got to do something. Um, but here's a little bit of hope, speaking of movies. The Flash is sticking around. Ezra Miller is still playing The Flash. Not only that, he's going to write the script for The Flash movie, apparently, mm. which I think is a little bit unusual. I don't really know much about him as a writer. I would actually guess if I say that I don't think he's written anything I can think of. I'm sure it'll be quirky. They're going to start shooting in November, which is about the same time they're meant to be starting Batman, so maybe we'll see some crossover. I always like it when Batman and Flash team up in the comics. Uh, but the coolest thing about that is Grant Morrison is also writing the script. And Grant Morrison um, is a huge name in comics. He's one of my favourite writers. He, um, he does some really cool, like, unusual um, stuff. He um, wrote like this really famous uh, run of Doom Patrol. He's done some really good Batman stuff. He actually created Batman's son, Damien. Like, he's a really solid writer. He did some cool Flash stuff as well. So, finally, after... How long's comics been around for? 1930s? After almost 100 years, they're like, hey, let's get one of those comic book writers to write one of these movies. Yeah. Uh, and they got a good one. So, <laughs> there we go. That is all the DC news. So now we're going to get into some Marvel stuff, which is probably going to be a little bit more exciting. Um, because, you know, Marvel kicking goals. Uh, How the Duck is getting an animated series. And Kevin Smith is developing it. That's cool. I wonder if Gwenpool's going to be in it. Yeah, I wonder, because she did debut in his comic, so yeah. that would be cool. Mm. Um, I don't know whether this is for the Disney Plus thing, or whether it's kind of its own thing. If it is Disney Plus, then it could tie in to the movies, so you yeah. might get Seth Green come back and voice Now the mm. Duck. That'd be cool. Um, you might get some Rocket and Groot and stuff in there as well. Like It's kind of a cool universe for all those characters to play on a lower budget. Um... I have a spoiler for Avengers Endgame. I don't know if you guys want to know about it or not. Well, was, how big is the spoiler? It's uh, a costume for a kind of lesser character. Oh, I don't no, care about that. Yeah, no, well, and it was revealed <laughs> in a Lego set. So it's possibly with someone across the room. Um, War Machine is getting his own Hulkbuster suit. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm. But that, just because it's in a Lego game, doesn't mean that it's going to be, I mean, like... No, a Lego set. 
Um, and it's like an, an Avengers Endgame Lego set. So yeah, but even so, like I mean, some of the Lego <clears throat> sets have different characters, and they're not in the movie. That's true because it was a Doctor Strange yeah. one that had this door with tentacles on it, and that wasn't yeah. in the movie. So you're right. Yeah. Um, but I got a pretty strong feeling we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm cool with. Like, two Hulkbuster suits, great. Um, speak- maybe the Hulkbuster suits battle each other rather than battling the Hulk. Oh, maybe. Or I think it's uh, all the. Um, just a little side note. I saw on Instagram all the cast of Avengers put up a one month. Yes, posters, all the new they? posters. Mm. Do you see them? Mm. And they actually showed like there's the coloured posters and the black and white posters. So the black and white posters, all the ones were dusted. And one of the black and white ones revealed a character we didn't know their fate and was Shuri. So Shuri got dusted as well, apparently. Which one is Shuri? She's um, Black Panther's sister. Oh, right. Tech genius. Um, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel herself, has signed a seven-picture deal with Marvel. Wow. Whoa, seven? Well, she's done two already. She's done Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Mm. There's definitely going to be another um, Captain Marvel film, at least. And we'll talk about that movie later. Um, And uh, she's going to be the leader, I think, of the Avengers going forward. Like, they kind of said, like, she's going to be kind of the new kind of Captain. head of the team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is a spoiler. I think we all kind of know that... That's t- what it was coming to. Tony and Cap probably aren't yeah. going to stick around much longer. Like, their contracts are over and also... Man, this guy's got to take a break at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other cool thing is that maybe that means that in the next phase, the Avengers will go into space. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we'll get some more cosmic advent- adventures with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You could have, yeah. like, Spider-Man, like, fighting the streets. But then you have your Avengers team out in space, like, kind of dealing mm-hmm. with intergalactic threats. Um, I'm going to jump ahead because we're talking about Intergalactic. The Disney Fox deal is done. Meaning? Meaning Disney, uh, Marvel now has the X-Men and the Fantastic Four back. Cool. They have all of their characters except for the Spider-Man franchise, but they're still borrowing Spider-Man, so it's okay. Mm. Um, which means we might see some X-Men in space. And Fantastic Four in space. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'd be interested to see if they can make a good <clears throat> Fantastic Four film. Yeah. I think they can. I think they can. Like, those characters are... Oh, they really struggle man. with that, don't they? Yeah. Those... I hate any stretchy character. Yeah. What about Elongated Man in Flash? <gasps> I found, like, he's, they found the right he's balance only, for him. Like, like, <clears throat> he pretty... looks stupid. He's only funny when he's, like, being a person, not being a stretchy man. Yeah, and, like, man. that rock guy mm. thing. Yeah. Hard to make him a good character. Yeah. I think if anyone can do it, it's the guys who own the... Mm. Um, own the team and stuff. Um, yeah, I think you can. Like, especially if they go with, like, they keep, like, people keep like, demanding, like, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Like, that's a good way to start. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there is, a, you can do a cool story. And, like, in the comics, Mr. Fantastic doesn't really use his powers that much. Like, he did in the old days, like, in the 60s when they first created him. But he's a scientist and he's kind of more like a, like a serious, like, he's kind of like a cross between uh, Tony Stark and um, Steve Rogers in a way like he's as smart as Tony Stark but has a much more serious kind of yeah. pensive nature he's not a goofball yeah so you probably won't see as many powers although like as much as that last Fantastic Four movie was terrible they did one thing that I really liked which we've never seen before which was they used his stretch ability to make him shape shift and change his face yeah see that's good so I think we'll get some I trust him I trust him I think Marvel's going to be alright <clears throat> um, we like those Netflix Marvel shows don't we mm, don't we love Nick? them yeah, well, they cancelled Punishment Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Every single Netflix show has yeah. been cancelled. Uh, we saw it coming, but uh, it's done. Now, is that a direct result of um, <clears throat> Disney Plus? Ah, uh, yeah, I imagine so. Um, there's some Captain Marvel uh, news there, but we've seen Captain Marvel, so there's no point in talking I've got about a Marvel thing before you <clears throat> finish this off. Yeah, man, do you want to hit me with it now? No, because it's like might take a minute. Okay, sure thing. 
Um, they're also rumored to be developing a Blade movie, an R-rated Blade movie, and there's even talks about bringing Wesley Snipes back. Whoa! Ooh, cool. Which would be kind of a first for them. They haven't really done that. Like they've kind of been very much about the universe standing it on its own and just kind of being its own thing. But uh, I'm cool with that. Or even if you brought him back as like Whistler. Like, I don't remember the Blade movie, but there was, like, the old dude who kind of was his mentor and stuff. Like, Chris Christopherson. Yeah, like, you didn't bring him back as that. Mm. Or you could bring him back as, like, Deacon Frost, who was the first villain and stuff. Yeah. I think there's room for Wesley Snipes to play in this universe, even if it's not as Blade. Like, one thing that DC does that I really, really like, especially in the TV universe, is they bring back people who played roles before. Like, in the Supergirl show, Supergirl's mum was Supergirl in the 80s. Oh, and that's like, cool, yeah. And, like, her dad is Dean Cain, who was Superman in yeah. Lois and Clark stuff. Like they do that a lot. Like the Flash show, his dad was the Flash in the nineties. Like they do a lot of that kind of stuff. They brought Linda Carter back, who was obviously Wonder Woman. So I don't mind that kind of thing, like honoring like legacy roles and stuff. So if Marvel want to do that, like go mm. for it. Like why not? Um, we love it when uh, Harry Potter crosses over with comic books, and there is rumors that Emma Watson is in talks to be playing a role in the Black Widow movie. Oh, cool. Um, a lot of people are speculating it might be the other Black Widow, Yelena, whose surname I can't remember, but she's like another Russian spy and she's kind of like, she kind of takes over. I think she's an evil Black Widow. Cool. Um, although I guess technically, like, Black Widow is a villain as well. Like, she's a spy and an assassin and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of... Works for the good guys, but she's like... Well, like, in the comics, she's a lot she's more still... on the fence. Like, she'll yeah. do what has to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Catwoman and stuff as well. Like, you know, Catwoman's kind of, can be a good guy, but is also a bad guy. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, I think it's just about to cross the billion dollar mark, which is very cool. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it's like everyone was like talking so poorly about this film, like everyone was trashing it. People just wanted it to fail because, God forbid, like a woman lead a superhero film. Mm. Um, but in this opening weekend, it made just under half a billion dollars, just one of the biggest openings for any Marvel film. Can I just interrupt for a second? Go for this it. is completely underrated, uh, unrelated, sorry. Um, but because you were just talking about like the billion dollars across the billion dollar mark, did you guys hear about the guy in the news today from St Albans who won last night's lottery twice? What? No, yeah. uh, no I didn't. So he bought a lottery ticket with yeah. his numbers. He'd forgotten he bought that lottery ticket, so we bought another one with the same numbers. Yeah. And so instead of winning twenty three million thousand, twenty three million thousand, twenty three million dollars, he won forty six million dollars. <laughs> Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. He won it friend. twice over. That Isn't is that nuts? Not fair. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's he was just like, oh, I forgot this ticket. And then obviously, like, he had the two yeah, tickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Oh, my God. I tell you what, you'd get out of St. Albans, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you could own St. Albans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's surrounding suburbs. You get Deer Park as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um,. Speaking about Disney Plus, uh, Marvel is developing another series. I've just announced another series they're doing, um, and it's uh, based on this comic book run from the uh, like like seventies and eighties called What If, uh, and basically What If was kind of like an alternate reality type thing. So they're like they're one shots, like one off issues. I was like, you know, what if the Punisher had an Iron Man suit, or what if the Hulk, you know, had the brain of Bruce Banner, so like he could think and talk while he was the Hulk. So they're just going to do a series of that, like kind of alternate universe story, which I think is really cool. Mm, I like that idea. Mm. Um, there was a new Avengers trailer, which we're going to talk about shortly, um, as well as a new poster. <clears throat> um, and the thing I like about this new poster is uh, Cap is front and center, <sighs> which makes me think that this new film is going to very much be a Captain America film. Like if you remember um, Infinity War, like Iron Man was the main focus of that poster, and it was very much his story. Like 
Cap's in that per, in, in Infinity War, but he really doesn't have much to do. I think it's going to be the reverse in this one. Mm. I think it's going to be all about Captain America. Uh, and if he doesn't see Peggy Carter again, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> like, they keep showing that photo in that trailer. Like, he's got to be seeing her yeah. again somehow. Um, here's some unusual news. James Gunn just got rehired to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Um, I'm okay with that. You know, like, I think it was a knee-jerk reaction by Disney when they did it originally. Mm. Like, they just... And I understand why they did it. Like, they're an entertainment company for kids. And the stuff he tweeted was not clever or funny or any... He just shouldn't have done it. Mm. But he also apologised for it, like, years and years ago, like, when it first happened. And he got hired... And they must have known about it because Mm. he got hired way after that. And I think it was just kind of them being like, you know what? Let's just get rid of him. And now, obviously, there have been talks for a little while because they wouldn't just make a decision on the fly. They would have been having a lot of conversations and they're bringing him back. So I think it's nice that somewhere in Hollywood, like, second chances are available and, mm. like, forgiveness is a possibility as well. That being said, I think they need, like, I think you need to, there's need, like, this can't be a one-off thing. Like, if we're going to give second chances to a guy who's at this sort of stuff, we need to be kind of thinking about who else we can give second chances to mm. as well. And also, not be permissible of that kind of behaviour. It's a weird line. It's like, we it don't is. want to be permissible yeah, of that. Like... But I also, I think the circumstances are very unusual because he, it was such an old story and he had already formally apologised for the mm. things that he said and he didn't delete them because he was like, look, they're my mistakes, I own them, so they're there for anyone to read, but just know that I'm a yeah. grown. Well, that's the thing. I, I think it's just like, he was a lot younger, it was mm. a dumbass thing to say. But you do have to take it to account. He's like probably not the same person, mm. you know? But, anyway. but uh, I think that's... I, I, I couldn't care less. Well, I think those first six <laughs> Guardians films are really good, and I think mm. it's nice to have one Marvel director do all the films in the series. Like, they've never had one director on all of the films. Like, Iron Man was directed by a couple of different people, Cap was directed by a couple of different people, the Avengers films are different people. Like, so it's going to be one whole trilogy, mm. uh, which is cool. Oh, the other thing about that, he's still doing Suicide Squad 2. So he's doing Suicide yeah. Squad 2, and then he's going to do Guardians 3. So... Uh, I'm very cool with that. Uh, there are rumours swirling around that the next Avengers film may be an Avengers versus X-Men film. Um, we're going to have to get an X-Men film before that one, though, obviously. We want to introduce them. And the last bit of news is that Avengers Endgame has a runtime. They've announced it. It's all but locked in at three hours and two minutes. <laughs> nice. Long. That is long. It's 30-something, I think it's like 35 minutes. But I bet it won't feel long. Nah, for sure. No, yeah. And you have to remember, like, part of that is credits. Mm. Um, I wonder if there's any post-credit sequences in this, in this film. Like, do we need a post-credit sequence? This is meant to be the final chapter. Like, yeah. mm. what do they want to set up? Like, <clears throat> you could tease the next week villain, but also it'd be nice to close the book on this. Like, they just... Yeah. I reckon if there was a uh, end credits, it would be a closing the book sort of. Thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a what'll happen next. Yeah. Yeah. They should do like um, <coughs> oh, you know, they should do like any Avenger who dies for real in this movie. Like if they mm. kill off Avengers, the final sh- scene should be. Do you remember in Black Panther? There's like the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be in there, and they should meet Stanley. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what they should do. Nice. Yeah. Um, although he's got a, um, he's got a um. Uh, cameo in Spider-Man so I guess that wouldn't quite make sense but that's what I would do yeah. be a nice um, little way to send him off yeah absolutely okay I have a few little non-comic book movie or Star Wars related news and then let me interject then oh you do your Marvel thing sorry okay no this, they put up a, a 
thing of the new viewing order. Yes. And I was going to see if you guys had seen this. Because I have. There's a few things which I did not realize they were in this order. Mm. So I'll quickly go through it. So obviously, the first Captain America. Yep. Then straight to the 90s. So Captain Marvel is yep. the second watch. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor. Then the Incredible Hulk. Is that that far in? No, you got to follow the arrows. I am. Oh, you Iron are, Man, sorry. Iron Man 2, Thor. Incredible Hulk there. Um, I, Incredible Hulk, I thought it happened kind of the same time as Iron Man. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was the second or the first uh, after Captain America. Anyway, uh, Avengers, Iron Man three, Thor Ragnarok. No, what's that? Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. Then the Winter Soldier, Guardians. Then Guardians two straight yeah, away. Yeah, so Guardians and Guardians two happened about six months apart. Okay. Yeah. Age of Ultron, Ant Man, Civil War, Black Panther, Spider Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. Then Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think maybe... I always thought Doctor Strange happened around the same time as Iron Man 2, because there's a reference in it where, like, a soldier twists his spine and, like, he's getting... Uh, he's being healed by sorcerers. And in Iron Man 2, you see footage of Justin Hammer's men and, like, he's like a guy gets his spine twisted in, like, this robot armor thing. Yeah. But I think, actually, they're probably just doing that to lead into Ragnarok because Doctor Strange shows up in Ragnarok. Yeah, okay. Um, and it is probably the, one of the most standalone films in all of the series. So it could sort of fit in. Yeah, true, yeah. True, true, and true. It, also, like I think he's in Catman and do whatever for like six years. Yeah. So yeah, it kind enough. of. You could... So you know, by the end of the movie, it's but at there, but yeah. you know, the whole thing is spanned over. Mm. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange too. Sorry to interrupt. I think that maybe one of the sequels I'm looking most forward to. I really like that first Doctor Strange yeah, film. I think it's, it's, it's so really good. underrated. Like, people don't really think about it. And he's got so many cool villains like Nightmare and stuff. I just can't wait to see what they do next. Mm. Like, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, on. that's right. And then Thor Ragnarok, then uh, Infinity War. So, yeah, it's definitely not the order I think of when I picture them in my head. Yeah. Um, if you really want to like mess your head up, just look up the complete Marvel... Marvel Extended Universe and they have like, all the shows as well and oh, they'll be yeah. like watch three episodes of Daredevil then watch this then yeah. watch two more episodes it's oh just like God. it's crazy like people go Nerd. nuts <laughs> and like it incorporates all the Netflix stuff then there's like Runaways and Cloak and Dagger and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like all and Agent Who's Carter time to do all of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not even me I've got two seasons of Agent Carter sitting on my shelf and they've been there for like over a year and I'm like I will watch it but I keep waiting so I'm like Tina will want to watch that it's a cool like female spy show not even on my radar. But I keep forgetting to tell you about it as well. I think you'd like it. She's cool. Yeah. Alright, let's start some news. Let's start with some news that Tina's going to really appreciate. Netflix have announced that there's going to be a sequel to The Kissing Booth. Fuck off! <laughs> Seriously. I was all excited. I'm like, oh my god, we've been talking about the news for 26 minutes. Can we please just finish this news? Yeah, sure. Like, fucking Kissing Booth. <laughs> piece of shit that movie was. <laughs> it was fun to make fun of, though. Oh, it was fun to make fun of, that's true. Um, NBC's renewed Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, nice. There's another season. That's awesome. Um, Amazon just announced recently their Lord of the Rings series is going to feature a young Sauron. That's weird. It's set in the second age, isn't it? No, I don't, I don't know, but I think it's going to be taking care of, like... Pretty much what the books are, but even more. But then I guess it would be cool to see what Sauron was like before he became Sauron. That's the kissing booth. Is it going to be like a young, hot Sauron? Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's ripped. He's picking well, up. That's the thing, he has to start as something. He's he picking up like orc maidens and stuff. Yeah. Like a, well, I know, think. I think he had to have been born. Sauron's got a shit and piss like everybody else does. <laughs> I don't know if he does, actually. <laughs> it all comes out of the centre of that eye. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you never see the back of that tower. <laughs> 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 
Um, I think it's set in the second age compared to the third age, okay. which is the Lord mm. of the Rings. Yeah. So I th- maybe it'll be like, you know, that little vignette we get at the start of the first one, which arguably is one of the best parts of the. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah. So it might be about the um, making of the Nine Rings or whatever. Yeah, mm, that'd be cool. Speaking of, I know that this doesn't really fit in with what we're talking about now because mm. this segment has been going on for an eon. Yeah. Um, but uh, the trailer for Tolkien. Oh Tolkien yeah, I didn't watch the trailer, out. but yeah, uh, it looks good. Who's playing Tolkien? Um, Nicholas Holt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? He's good. Hmm. Um, well, let's go kind of Tolkien. Let's talk about Game of Thrones. Um, so they just uh, announced recently that there's an ep- it's kind of an episode or a battle, and I won't say the title, but I already said it to Tan and Tales, and that's a spoiler, so I won't say it. I can't remember what you said. So uh, but good. there is a battle um, in one of the episodes, I think that the whole episode is actually a battle, and they said it's the biggest battle scene shot on film ever. They wow. said it's bigger than the Battle of Helm's Deep. Far out. Um, which to me is like, it's got to be... The living versus the dead. Mm. Like that's yeah. that's got to be what yeah. it is. And, and it couldn't that couldn't be episode two as well. You feel like that's yeah. <coughs> well, like I'm putting this out there now mm. so that it is public and people know. I think my theories as to how the show is going to end mm. is two things. First of all, um, I've stood by this the whole time. Yeah. I think they're going to need. There's no one's going to end up on the Iron Throne. Because they're going to need to melt it, all that Valyrian steel down to mm. make weapons. So I reckon nice. they're actually going to destroy the Iron Throne. Mm. Do you think That's that means... That's my first thing. Hey, I want to question that theory then. Yeah. Um, this is going to tie something a little bit later as mm. well, but we might as well do it now. Uh, not giving up that throne. No. So does that mean Cersei's dying? I don't know. It might be taken by force. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. Um... And then the second thing is, is remember when um, they came out with the promo and it was um, this Instagram image or like Facebook and stuff like that, and it was like people, different people sitting on the Iron oh, Throne. Oh, so cool. And I really you know liked it. who wasn't there? Gendry. Yeah. So I think Gendry is going to end up being very, 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 very important. Mm. Um, might not get the throne if that whole theory of melting down the throne doesn't happen. You might end up getting it. But I think he's gonna like he's been the underdog this whole yeah, time, yeah. and we all know how much J, um, J. R. R. Tolkien, um, how George R. R. Martin likes an underdog, yeah, yeah. and also like mirroring of things. Like it would make sense for the bastard to then be the one in power, mm, yeah. and because that's what's happened with Jon Snow yeah. and and everything like he that. He does like so, like an ironic sort of yes, thing, doesn't he? he? Does, so yes. And, I 100% agree with you on that, which is why I think, since we're putting our predictions mm. forward, I think that Jamie Lannister will be the one who has to kill Cersei. Yes. Yeah. It's, such, yeah. it's like poetic justice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. opposites. And actually, I had a question for you both about this. Um, so coming to the final season, you've got two main villains now. You can yeah. argue that there's more with like um, spin-off villains. But yeah. you've got Cersei yep. and you've got the Night King. Yep. Yeah. So who do you think... Is gonna? Do you think that they're gonna deal with like one first, and I think it will probably be like Cersei mid season, and mm. then finish off with the Night King, or do you think that I she'll think be there? ultimately the whole show, the whole concept has always been about <clears throat> the fight between the living and the dead. Mm. If you read the first chapter of Game of Thrones and you watch that first scene of Game of Thrones, 
it's not a story about kings and queens of all. It's about the living and the dead. Mm. Yeah. The zombies are there. The the white the white walkers. They're there from the very beginning. Yeah. So I think they're going to be there until the very very yeah. end. Um, I think it would make sense for it to go that way. I um, um can I add on that? Yes. So based on the way um season seven ends, we haven't actually, we've been just we're up to the last episode. We've been rewatching season yeah. seven. There's one episode to go, but I remember this from the final episode. And based on the trailers, I think, yes. I think we're going to see Cersei get taken care of first. Because what happens... As if she gets taken, taken care of. Taken care of. And I'm not saying killed. I'm you saying, never like, know. Addressed first. Because at the end of season at the end of season 7, they have that parlay where they're like, we need to go north and fight the mm. common enemy. Mm. And as soon as they're all out of there, Cersei says to Jamie, like, I want you to move behind and attack them from behind. Mm. She's basically like, you know, we're going to... We're going to cut them down with their backs turned to us. And in that trailer, it's a bit of a spoiler. I'm surprised they put it in there. Jamie's at Winterfell or talking to someone from Winterfell. And he's like, I've always fought for the side of the living. So he's going to betray Cersei or at least mm. abandon his claim, uh, his kind of allegiance, allegiance her in order to do what's right. So I think we're going to see maybe like he takes the Lannister army away from her and yeah. she's stuck in King's Landing by herself. Yeah. Or maybe they do like take a prisoner or something. I don't know. I did say very early on when we were watching it, before I came up with my theory of melting down the... I have the another theory thing, as well. I, want to talk about. I did always like the idea of a white walker being on the Iron <coughs> Throne. Mm. And also you said last night, this is, might be the thing that you're about to say. No, I just can't You said it last night um, that uh, you reckon that all three dragons are going to die. Yes. Because Cersei lost all her three kids. Yeah. yeah. And so Daenerys is going to lose all her three kids. Yeah, we were watching the night, and like obviously, when the, this is all spoilers, by the way. If, if you're listening to us talk about Game of Thrones season eight, you should have watched all the first seven seasons. Yeah, um, yeah like when uh, Viserion or whatever goes down, I was like, "Oh, I think she's going to lose all her dragons." Like that makes sense to me because, mm. like, there's there's a lot of similarities between them. Like they're golden-haired women um, whose fathers like were killed by um, who were murdered. Mm. They um they both have incestuous relationships without like Daenerys doesn't realize it but she's yes. sleeping with her nephew like mm. at the end of season seven there's a lot of similarities they've both got three children each I think that yeah she's gonna lose dragons the thing I was gonna say because mm. we were just talking about Gendry before mm. and I hadn't thought about it until now but I think the they kind of laid this out early on how would you feel mm. if Gendry married Aya? Be nice. I was just thinking about yeah. it. Be like the nicest nice. thing that could happen at the end. Of yeah. I was thinking about it because like she's not really about I think that. She's too, too changed. She but, can't have. She can't have love in her heart. But anymore. I could imagine them, or like maybe not even getting married, but maybe like they, neither of them takes the throne. Like they mm. go off and they're just. I could imagine them going off and being warriors together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having like a warriors relationship. Yeah. Um, there's this um <coughs> thing in the books where it's like are the gods. Um, when a child of incest is born, they flip a coin as to whether or not that child is going to be good or evil. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's why you have uh, Cersei's three kids. Um, you know, Joffrey's pure evil. Tommen and Marcella are both pure good. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be very interesting if Daenerys is able to have children, and then her and Jon Snow do have a child. Yeah. If this child is going to be pure good or pure evil, because yeah. that's another running theme that runs throughout the whole yeah. series. Um, so I'll get to my the gods. I'll, anyway. I'll yeah. get to my news now. Um, they release the run times for season six, season eight. So all six episodes they've released the run times. So I'm expecting movie length episodes. Well, I'm going to say this. I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> when I first saw it. I still think it's actually 
going back, like we just rewatched se- uh, episode six of, se- of season seven the other night, and that's the second longest episode ever recorded. And even though I really enjoyed it, there was a point I was like, it's a bit long. Okay. Um, so, and I, to be fair, there's a lot to do in this final season, but I think the run times are actually probably okay. So the shortest episode is the first episode, and it's 54 minutes. So it's just under an hour. Yeah. The second episode is 58, and the third episode is 60. So the first three episodes are around an hour long. Then we take a big jump. Episode four is 78 minutes, so like just under an hour and 20, and then the last two are both 80-minute episodes. That's fine. Yeah. I was getting worried that it was all under an hour. Yeah. 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 No, no, they're all going to be long, and uh, yeah, the last two episodes are the longest ones yeah. ever. So we're two weeks away, two and a half are weeks, we? three, oh, really? three weeks, three weeks. Uh, three you weeks know away. what? I was thinking of the Avengers when I so was thinking excited. about a month away. Mm. I'm going to get watching because I want to watch season six and seven. Mm. We have yeah, we have Shazam next week, and then we have Game of Thrones, then we have Avengers. Like all of, that's April, that's April. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Game of Thrones is the fourteenth. 15th for us. April 15th is looking us. very sexy yeah. right about now. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got all our comedy festival stuff as well. So April's there. Yeah, that's why I was like, make sure, I'm like, make sure it's not on the 12th. We won't be home on the 12th. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I am really worried about spoilers this season. There's too much, too much at stake now. No, you know what? Like last, the only thing that got spoiled for me last year was my own fault. I was on Reddit and it wasn't a spoiler forum. It was like a theory forum. And someone predicted that a dragon would get turned into a, like a white walker. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that'd be cool, but that'll never happen. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, yeah. like I wish I hadn't read that. So yeah. I just stayed off. Just like, stay away. But like, even like I follow like, well, actually, I don't really go on social media that much. I've been off it a lot just recently, but um, I feel like I stopped following the fan groups because I just couldn't trust them. Yeah. I was like, you mm. know what? I cannot do it. Like, someone spoiled the head crush of Oberon yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, and even though it didn't... Turns out that episode doesn't matter. Like, you can spoil that episode. That episode is so effective and so gut-wrenching. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's spoiled for you. Yeah. But, like, after that happened, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're a fan group, you have to respect the fans. Like, don't post it, like, an hour after the episode's yeah, aired. Because yeah. you're in America or in England, and we have to wait a few more hours for it to come out. They don't out. care, James. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They're not real fans. Um... They're working on a reunion for Angel. The show oh, cool. yes. Um, I don't know if um, Joss Whedon's involved, but apparently it's in in the works. I mean, they're already doing a new Buffy, so it kind of makes sense that they would do something like this as well. Yeah. Uh, and the last bit of news is a little bit of a weird one, um, and we can kind of talk about it or we, we won't. We'll just kind of see where we go. Um, the Oscars happened while we were away, uh, which we haven't really, we didn't really talk about. But maybe more controversial than some of the things that happened to the Oscars was what happened after the Oscars, where Steven Spielberg, the world's most renowned filmmaker, Steven Spielberg, came out and said, you know what, I don't think um, films should get nominated if they're not shown in theatres. So like um, Roma, which was one of the big winners, the Alfonso Cuaron film, mm. that was a Netflix film. Now, in order to be an Oscar-nominated <laughs> film, you have to... Uh, do a, you have to show in New York and you have to show in LA and you have to get a review in like a in the New York Times or something like a couple of like little criteria you have to yeah. do in order to pass it so you can do that but he was like no 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 it's got to be theatrical only like you can't mm. do the streaming service nonsense like it's got to be in cinemas and stuff and I think me, I was just kind of like aren't you like king of Hollywood like does it matter <laughs> like haven't you won all the awards yeah. haven't you defined what cinemas for the last 40 years maybe 
I mean, look, and to be fair, Alfonso Cuaron has definitely like been around for a while as well and done a lot of stuff. But it's like maybe this is not a bad thing. Like, give smaller filmmakers a chance. Like, there's that documentary, that period, end of a sentence. Mm. That was never going to show in theaters. Yeah. I mean, it must have to get qualified or whatever. But like, it's not going to get a big theatrical release. Mm. Like, Roma wasn't any big theatrical yeah. release. That vertical mountain climbing one mm. was not going to get a big theatrical release. Mm. Like, yeah, but I think the one of the really great things about the Netflix model is that they don't need to. I mean, how many millions of dollars of a film's budget yeah. is advertising and that mm-hmm. press tour where yep. you go around? It's well, Netflix. It's, yes. everyone, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. I and think it's half. I, th- I mean, I don't know if it's changed, but I remember like Kevin Smith talking about like one of the things that disillusioned him from the film industry and essentially got him to retire for a while was that he was like, you know, we went out and made Clerks 2 for $5 million. Really, That's a really low-budget film. He's like, and then they want to spend $10 million in advertising. It's like, no one's coming. It's like, mm. if you haven't seen the first one, you're not coming to see number two. Yeah. Like, why would you spend $10 million on this film? Um, and I don't know whether that's changed recently, although looking at Marvel's campaigns, I don't, don't, yeah. don't know. Like they, Although, I mean, I guess social media yeah. has made it easier and maybe less expensive. But also streaming is the way that we're going now. It's mm. the yeah. way that we're going with movies. Mm. So you need to sort of embrace that. Mm. It's a very old man idea yeah. mm. like, well, it's I, just very conservative and I mean that in the sense of like wanting to conserve mm. the way it is but yeah mm. I think like if you want to I think like if they there's obviously like steps put into places like okay you can be a streaming service film but you have to do this like you have to show in one in LA and one in New York their film towns you have to show in a theatre there you have to get a write up in one of these film papers that's fine there's prerequisites these films all met those prerequisites I just don't see why Old man Spielberg's getting grumpy. Like, it's very reminiscent of, like, James Cameron, like, the last couple of years, being like, oh, you can't have cute female heroes. They're not heroes unless they're not attractive and they have hairy armpits. It's like, calm down, dude. And, like, I love the Avengers, but maybe start making sequels. I'm sorry, Avatar 3, 4, 5, and 6. Like, <laughs> yeah. just calm down, old man. Like, jeez. Yeah. It's, um... So I don't know. Like, when I heard that, I was like bummed out because Spielberg. It, it's hard for Spielberg, I think, to upset anyone. Like even if his films aren't like he makes a film that's not so great. Hang on, the next one's coming. It's probably going to be good. Yeah, like you know, yeah. Ready Player One wasn't great, but I think the post was meant to be excellent. Like he's a pretty consistent hitter, even with some of his flops. Yeah. But just hearing that from him, I was like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Come on, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I don't understand really what his point was. What's he? What skin in the game does he have? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's got to be up there second to like what Clint Eastwood now in terms of just like he can do what he wants. Mm. Yeah. And has been doing what he yeah. wants. And not a lot of it, like a lot of it hasn't been good. But a lot of it has. Like, I, just, I just don't get it. Mm. Like, it's just a really weird thing for him to come out and say out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, um, so I don't know. But uh, there we go. Grumpy Spielberg is grumpy. Grumpy Spielberg. <laughs> Uh, and it took a little while, but that is all the news. Uh, we had a little Game of Thrones talk in the meantime. Yeah, we did. Um, so I think it's time for some. I think, can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. I also want to express to the listeners at home the reason it's so taxing to do this news is because James has the news listed as a solid paragraph on the notes section of his phone and not being like a sane person where it's a tick off list he has to go through and backspace every piece of news and it drives me nuts do you know um, I don't know how to do the tick off list thing I can show you I, I said it to you so last easy. time see that button there that 
is it there? Oh. Press that button there. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I said that to you last time. I'm like, this is the way that I like to do it. Well, you know what? We're going to go forward. We're going to do this. This tick off list thing. Good. And then we're going to stop the podcast. And then you're going to be like, Tina. No, I'm not doing the tick off thing. I'm going to do it as my When you get a taste for that, James. Come up to the big leagues with an yes. app that's actually a list app. Oh, yes. really? Okay. I can recommend Keep. Look at this. There we go. Hello, here's my shopping list. I can untick all these items. That's a big shopping list. Yeah, but it's over like months and months. Oh, okay. Toothbrushes? Love that. <laughs> there it is. That's so, good. So far, just sunscreen is on your shopping list. Didn't get it today. <laughs> Could not be bothered looking for it. It's, uh, yeah. There's no sun shop. Like, all of these yeah. need for the sun. Then we get to winter as well. That's true. because we ran Oh, out. you need sunscreen during winter too. Uh, UVA, UVA no. rays are age, UVB rays are burn. I don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> just get some red bands and you'll be fine. Yep. Just wear them all over your body. I think I just got to get a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's time for trailer trash. That is the tastiest sound effect we've had in a long time. Guys, they're a ton, because we've been away for a while, so I'm just going to say them, and if you want to talk about them, we can, otherwise we'll move on. Uh, there's a Frozen trailer, trailer for Frozen yeah. 2. Yeah! Looks dark and creepy. Yeah! Uh, and the stormy weather, the ocean, you know, Elsa's trying to, like, freeze it over and then run up, and freeze it over and then run up. Yeah, that's mm. pretty much all they showed us. Yeah. They don't really know what's going on, um, but I like it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Maybe, uh, didn't we say that maybe, our theory is that maybe they're going to try and find their parents. Some, I think Liz was saying that. Your sister oh, was saying yeah, that. my sister was saying um, that. So, I don't know. But, yeah, mm. I'm down with it. Look, that first one's good. Mm. Did you watch it, Nick? Didn't see it. Okay. Um, but there's been a couple of trailers for Aladdin. Yeah! Once I've seen the full trailer, I actually really like it. I like Will Smith as the genie. Because mm. he's not blue the whole time. Yeah. He stops being blue and then he's just like a guy. Um, and I think that works. I, um, I gotta be honest, like, I watched that, the latest trailer, mm. and it felt, I mean, I know it is a Disney film, but it kind of felt less like a Disney film, like a Disney Channel film. Yeah, that's true, I did feel it that. It felt, too. it had, like, a low-budget feel to it. Mm. I'm, like, I'm very aware these are sets. Yeah. Like, it felt like, it just, I don't know what it is, it just felt, they haven't put everything into it. Mm. Uh, I feel like Jafar didn't look evil enough. He yeah. He really, it like, very a nice Jafar. guy. Sorry? Who was playing Jafar? In that? Oh, I don't I know. I feel, feel like they're all no-name actors except for Will Smith. It feels very safe. Yeah. Um, the girl playing Jasmine was in the latest Power Rangers movie. I think she played the Pink Ranger in Power Rangers. She was good in that. Mm. Um, Alan Tudyk's in this. Is he? Uh... Oh, he's Iago. Oh, yeah, that's cool. The guy who plays um, Jafar is Mena Masood, and he is in Jack Ryan. He is in Jack Ryan. Um, not not a lot of stuff that we yeah. would recognise. Well, I think one big thing that was important and actually got into trouble into trouble for a little bit as well is they're trying to go for an authentic Middle Eastern cast, um, but they got into trouble. That's good. Yeah, that is good, but they got into trouble because at first they couldn't find, or they hadn't. They said they couldn't find enough extras, so they had a lot of tanned white actors. Oh. Not enough extras. Hey, Nassim Pedrad is in it. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she is. <laughs> is Iago the bird? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm shattered that Gilbert Gottfried couldn't... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what a... I love that guy. 
He's a maniac. <laughs> um, there's a teaser came out a few weeks ago for Rocket Man, the um, Elton, the Elton John, John one, yeah. biopic starring Darren uh, Egerton. That's his name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> uh, it looks alright. It looks good. It looks fun. Apparently, you can sing, which is cool. Yeah, well, he um, actually. In that Sing movie, like that animated animal movie, he sang an Elton John song. Like yeah. He sang I'm Still Standing. So, um, it was probably not, not a bad audition for him. But, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. I actually just recently watched Bohemian Rhapsody, which I'll talk about later. Um, and I kind of got similar vibes. It kind of feels like that kind of... I mean, I know it's a musical biopic, but I got the emotional side of it felt very similar and yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I like him. I like Elton John. I think it's going to be a winner. Yeah, like both. Like both. Although apparently, I don't want to step on any of your reviews. Have you seen Robin Hood? No. Apparently it's garbage. Apparently it stinks. Yeah, but I find that even, like, Kingsman 2 isn't great, but he's still good in it. Mm. So, you know. Mm. Um, They released another uh, trailer for Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. I can't really remember much from that trailer a little while ago. But I'm still in, man. Like, this movie looks pretty fun. It looks looking fun. It might be one I end up seeing with my brother, but it's... Uh... Yeah, that'd be funny for you guys. Sure would. Um, they released a trailer for Dark Phoenix, the final X-Men film, because they pulled all other X-Men films off the shelf. Now what... Oh, sorry, you go. And it does not look good. So what's... Uh, <clears throat> what universe is this? It's the, still the Fox X-Men universe. So this yeah. will be their very last X-Men so film. So it's set after Apocalypse? Um, yeah, after Apocalypse. Okay. Still got that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, even though it's not a great film, I'm like, I wouldn't mind rewatching that because there's some yeah. cool moments in it. I need you to message me right before I come here. Have you watched it? No, I never watched it. Oh, I've watched I've only had it for about 18 months, two years maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, because I bought it when it came out. I think like the week later, I'm like, hey, borrow it. <laughs> yeah. That movie came out in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just three years then. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it just doesn't look very good. Mm. Um, which sucks because that New Mutants trailer, which came out like two years ago, looked great. And they pulled that completely. Like, it's just going to be like a director streaming movie now. Yeah, all right. Um, which sucks. And that one had, what's her name? Maisie Williams in it. Mm. So this one's got Sophie Turner, this one's got a couple of Game of Thrones girls hanging out. Um, it just doesn't look very good. Um, which sucks. It would be nice if they kind of left... I never loved her as... Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Well, she's only been in two movies. Mm. But this is her second one. Yeah. As Jean Grey. She hasn't really had a chance to really do much. Um, and now she won't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, they released both a green band and a red band trailer for Hellboy. Um, we might talk about the red band trailer. Do you remember that one, Tina? Didn't I not like it? Uh, that monster. There was that monster. And we were like, what? No. So I think I had two very conflicting feelings about this trailer. If anyone hasn't seen it. Um, the tone I liked a lot more. It did, they didn't have that Billy Idol song playing. They had a little yeah. bit more of an epic kind of feel to it. I was like, yeah, that's good. Like, I don't want it to be a comedy. Like, you can have jokes in there, but like, this is meant to be dark and serious and violent. Like, I want that. Like, make it that. And by changing the, the the tone of the second trailer is much better. But this trailer is as bad as the Batman vs Superman trailer. Like, it has mm. every plot point. Yeah. In it. Like, there's a shot in the trailer where Hellboy is riding a dragon, and I was like, well, there's a third act. That, yeah. 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 Um, and the it looks big. Like, every scene is Hellboy fighting yeah. a different monster. And it's all CG, and the CG isn't great. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but it's not great. Like, there's a guy turning into the cheetah moment, which looks pretty rough. Mm. Um, so, what are you looking at? I'm looking at trailers, and there is a Playmobil, the movie, tra- uh, 
trailer. It's in Lego Movie, yeah. but the shitter version. Yeah, of like Mega Bloks the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing I was sort of interested to see was that they haven't really seemed to update his look from the. No, it could be anyone. Del Toro. Like you might as well. You could cast like based on that. You could cast anyone as hell. Yeah, I mean, just like get Ron Perlman mm-hmm. back. Uh, and I like David Harbour a lot, but I just feel like yeah. Mm. Um, that being said, like I still keep seeing that shot of him with the fire crown and like the long horns and the fire sword. I'm like, looks badass. Yeah. Um, that actually, that's out in April as well. Is it really? Yeah, that's okay, another yeah, one out in April. I do want to see it, but it's low on my list of like. I'll still check it out. Like, April it's been a while since I've had a Hellboy film. It just, I think it's going to be a bit of a CGI mess, unfortunately. Um, but maybe we'll be, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we would. Um, speaking of David Harbour, there was a new trailer for Stranger Things season three. And it looks really good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks really good. They just capture that um, that eighties vibe so well. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I just can't wait. Just what a what a show! It's just such a good show. Oh, it's such a good show. Mm. Uh, I don't really want to speak too much more about it because I, you know there's not much else to say at the moment. Mm. Um, they released the first official trailer for Toy Story Four, and mm. it looks not bad. Like it took a while. Like those teasers sucked. Yeah. I'm still not sold on Forky. Well, no, but I like, at least there's a reason for him now. Like, now I'm like, okay, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, I understand that's kind of, you know, did you watch the trailer for Toy Story 4? No. So basically, because with this new family now, and some of them had split up. Like, I didn't realize that, but like, at the end of 3, I couldn't remember. But Woody and Bo, for example, Bo people like, aren't at the same house oh, right. anymore. okay. Um, so, like, uh, in this one, like, the family, the new family goes on a road trip. And she, like, I guess the girl's, like, in preschool, so she made her own toy, and it's, like, a fork with pipe cleaner hands. So, yeah. so that's what that character is. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I well, like I, I gathered that from the beginning. I didn't. I was, I was like, you honestly didn't think that was I was the toy like, she made. I was like, what is this? I was it like, clearly looks like a toy terrifying, to be honest. Made. Yeah, but I just didn't, like, because there was no context, and, like, maybe, like, you're right, like, I mean, I should have put it together, but I was just like, it just felt like I was trying to shoehorn a new character in. And it's like, it's wacky, and it's busted from Arrested Development, take yeah. it. And, but like, now I'm like, alright, and like, they kind of, um, kind of explained the emotional connection a little bit more in the show. I'm like, okay, I like it. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't like it, but I like it better than I did. Um, also, this creepy dummies look, you know, mm, creepy. That's creepy. Um, I don't know, like, Pixar have still got more, uh, hits than misses. Like, you know, last year wasn't... I'm just like, do we need another Toy Story No, we definitely, movie? we definitely don't. But... Yeah, They've made like one, and I'll go and see it. That's dusted. I, I think, honestly, like, Pixar probably don't need to be playing the sequel game anymore. Yeah. Like, Incredibles 2 was great, but I also, after 10 years, I was like, oh, it was just another Incredibles movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, like, I like, I mean, I like to revisit the world of Monsters, Inc., I guess, if anything. I was like, a, that's a really fun, fun one. Either people, yeah. hated, people hated that sequel, or that prequel, but that's I... Si- that was awesome. I, I really that. liked University. Monsters, University. That was yeah. so good. Um, anyway... Um, there was a trailer for Game of Thrones, which we talked about already. We probably don't really need to talk about that trailer, other than it looks awesome, and that show is back in three weeks, and we're gonna just go nuts. I think we're just gonna have a podcast on Game of Thrones. Mm. Pretty much. Like. Thrones alone? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's a very small, uh, film coming out, uh, uh written, I think, by Mindy Kaling from The Office, called Late Night, um, and it's her and Emma Thompson. And Emma Thompson basically plays like a late night talk show host and her show's in the ratings and Mindy Kaling's like the new comedy writer. And oh, it's about okay. the, it looks really fun. It cool. looks really, and like she's, it's, I guess it's almost, she's kind of like a Devil Wears Prada type, the yeah. Emma Thompson character. Like she's just like is mean to everyone mm-hmm. and like it's up to like this 
young new writer to kind of help save them or whatever. Um, but it looks good. I, we've had so many big budget um, trailers here, so it's nice to have a little indie one in there yeah. as well. Um, they released the Dora the Explorer trailer. Yeah, I haven't seen it because I was like, I thought it was a fan-made thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It, um, it looks like it's very obviously a Nickelodeon kids film. Yeah. But, like, there's one joke in there. Well, there's this one character who I can, I'm like, already, I was like, oh, she's so annoying. But she's like, like bag? No, no, no. It was just like, um, it was just like one of like her high school friends or whatever. Like, oh, okay. it actually has a bit of a Mean Girls vibe because oh, she grew okay. up in the jungle and then moved to like New York oh, or whatever. Okay. Yep. And I kind of like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like there's like the friend who's like, oh, guess what? Dora brought blow darts to the field trip. Oh, yeah. Like she just always makes fun of her like not being able to fit in. I was like, oh, this joke's gonna get real old real yeah. quick. But um, but, you know, there's that. Uh, and I guess the big one. That, uh, that Nick's been waiting for is they released the first trailer for Quentin Tarantino's new film Once Upon mm. a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Looks pretty groovy. Yeah, I love you know I mean? that. The dude can just capture love. a time period oh, so well. Can't he? You just, like, you know immediately yeah. like, what's going on. I, I saw one frame of Margot Robbie dancing. Yeah, like with the spiral with the thing, I'm just like, 60s. That yeah. 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 Uh, it just looks... And, the, and like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and... Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's a team up I never knew I wanted. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, how haven't I had this before? They look I just like already know that they are gonna be really good. Yeah, and I've that... been waiting for that. Cause when I was younger, I didn't really when I, I mean like a teenage girl, I didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt because I thought they were too pretty boys. Mm. Like and I was like, Oh, I bet they're just gonna like be in a movie together. And yeah, like they never had this is the first time. Yeah. It's like about freaking time yeah. because they're in the same Realm in my mind, yeah. the two are the same thing. Even though it's like, I think there's like 10, 15 years between them. Like the, yeah. Um, but it's funny, like the, I think like the roles that really kind of changed my opinion on both those guys were Tarantino films. Like Brad Pitt mm. in Glorious Bastards and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio in Django. I'm like, yeah, these guys are great. Um, Leia looks really cool. I have no idea. Like if you didn't know, if you didn't do any research into the film industry or whatever, I wouldn't be able to tell what that film's about. Like, it's mm. so obscure, like, so, like, just kind of detached and just kind of more like a flavour. Like, it's, mm. it's a real tea that just kind of says you kind of what kind of film. There's Bruce Lee in there, I think, or maybe Bruce like a Bruce Lee yeah, type. Bruce, yeah, I think. Well, I assume that the long hair guy is um, Charles Manson. Did they show Charles Manson in the trailer? Yeah, the guy who. I don't remember that. You would know who he is as well. He's just one of those people who I've seen vaguely. This is the part of the show where we all go on IMDb and try to look <laughs> it up. Uh, once upon a time. Like, I don't know if it's Manson. Oh, yeah, it is. There he is. Damon. Oh, he's an Australian actor. Harry Man. Oh, yeah, I do remember him in the trial. I didn't even put that together. Like, that's who I assume it is. So I, I'm going to guess. Is the movie about it's, a, it's about the Manson murders in the 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it won't be exactly. Um, is that? Al Pacino it is. Al Pacino's in this film. Oh, is he? Yeah, like right there with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. They're oh, yeah. Three Wait. of the most famous actors in the world yeah. in a scene together. Kurt Russell's in it. Oh. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was it's... Bruce Lee. Dakota Fanning's in it. Timothy Oliphant's Tim... in it. Yeah, Oliphant. Um, Damien Lewis, Tim Roth, Emil, Emil Hirsch, Rumor Willis, James Marsden, Lorenzo Izzo, Harley Quinn Smith, we talked about before, mm-hmm. Austin Butler, Scoot McNeary, Michael Madsen. James Ramar, Zoe Bell, these are all like, a lot of these are just Tarantino regulars. Mm. Bruce Dern's back, Lena Dunham's in it. This is a deep cast. Although he is the kind of director who gives cameos out, so. 
Nicholas Hammond, the original Spider-Man, isn't it? He played, uh, you'll recognise him as... Oh, where is it? He's like the 70s Spider-Man. I think they've quite got this right. They've put a... That's the photo up for Dreamer Walker. Yeah, that's not right. Um, this Spider-Man. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, yeah. This guy here. Like, that's the... So, oh, like, the, no. the 70s Spider-Man. Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's out this year as well. I'm not sure when, but it's definitely out before the end of the year, so... Very, very exciting. Expected 15th of August. That's still a while off. Oh, come on. I was in from when I saw this photo of the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, certainly, that is all the trailer trash I've got, unless anyone's got a trailer to add that I've missed. Uh, I can't remember. Um, should we talk about some movies we've watched then? Let's do it. I'm going to ditch a few, because there are a few that are like, just too long ago now. I watched Vice. Um, it was really good. So you should check out Vice. Yeah. Um, I watched Bad Times at El Royale. Oh, I haven't wanted to hear about that, so maybe you, like give me a 20 second. Um, it is trying to be a lot cooler than it is. It's very stylistic. It's not a bad film. It's just too long for its own good, and it's trying too hard. And the third act... Um, doesn't really make sense. Like, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, the first, I really like the start of it, and I like the introduction of all the characters and bring them all together, and then kind of they plant the seed of the mystery, and there's a lot of kind of... Um, the centre of the film, it, oh, the, like the second act is kind of like, here's an event that happened, and then we're going to show it to you from every different character's point of view and what they were doing at the time, but, and that's all very cool. And then it just kind of becomes this other thing. And then the ending, like the very end, like the final scene, I was just kind of like, okay... Yeah. Um, so, a bit, dis- a bit disappointing. It's not a terrible film. It's just trying really, really hard to be cool. Um, and like there's other things, like there's this moment in in the film where Jeff Bridges is revealed to not in fact be a preacher, but a bank robber. Except that that was in the trailer. So <laughs> I was like, I knew he was a bank robber, you're not tricking me. Yeah. Like, if you want that to be a trick, don't put it in the trailer. Mm. Um, so just kind of like a, I don't know, it, it's fine. Uh, and it's still enjoyable, it's just very long, and the payoff really wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Tina and I went and saw The Favourite back in yeah, February. Yeah, that's right. We did. A, a Yorgos Lanthimos film. Mm-hmm. Nice pronunciation. You know it's not correct, though. Yorgos. It's Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos. Yogo. Yeah, Yogo Gorilla. Yorgos. The Yogo Gorilla. Yorgos. I've never achieved that sound. Starring Academy Award winner... Uh, Olivia Coleman. Oh yeah, yes. I was so happy about that. Yeah, I was. Did you so, like her speech? Yeah. So happy. It was like exactly what I expected. Her to speech be. made me yeah. cry. I was yeah. like, mm. she just got me in the in the in heart. The yeah. You know why? And I hope this doesn't come off as sounding like harsh as, mm. but someone who's made it purely on just how great of an actress she yeah. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she had that great moment as well in her speech, where she's like, "It's never going to happen again." Yeah. yeah. Um. And I've seen a few of his... I've seen, in fact, I've seen all of his films. Um, Yorgos. That's good. That's good. Um, and I have not loved any of them. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back. Killing of a Sacred Deer is very... Like, I think the thing is, in, in his first two English-speaking films, is he doesn't seem to care about the delivery of dialogue. And I think it's a very deliberate choice. He's just like, just deliver it as awkwardly as possible, um, which is very jarring and disconnecting. So I always find like his, his movies kind of a little bit... Um, just a bit strange. His first film, Dogtooth, I loved. And that's weird and 
bizarre and crazy mm. and not for anyone. Like, it's just, I can't imagine anyone really liking that film, and I think that's why I like it so much. So I was a little bit kind of cautious going into this one, because I was like, oh, it's going to be... Like, I often, like, will pause his movies and go and do something and then come back, and I'm like, I don't have that opportunity in the theatre, so this, you know, is going to be a real test. But I thought it was pretty good, The Favourite. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, I'm so tired, and I can't remember back in February. <laughs> but, um... There were parts of it that I really enjoyed, and then there were other parts where I was like, I'm tired, I want to go home. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it, it never, it wasn't the kind of movie that got me engaged, and I, I was always aware I was watching a movie. Yeah. You know? It's, it didn't suck me in by, because, because it has the alienation effect. It's kind of like if you think about it in terms of theatre, it's like mm. an epic theatre performance. It's, it's there designed to alienate the audience mm. um, whilst telling the story. And so you never fully get sucked into mm. what's going on. Um, but I still enjoyed it. It's a, also a film about a bunch... In fact, every character is unlikable. Yes. Like, even the sub-characters. Like, there's no yeah, character in there's the There's no character that's likable or redeeming. Like, all the supports, whatever. Like, and, um, yeah, it's just... No one is particularly so. So she plays a queen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which Queen one. Anne. Queen Anne. Anne. Yeah. And then are they? T- the the two others are vying for her affection. Is that the way? Basically, yeah. So Rachel Vice so, is like mm, her best friend, who's been like the confidant of the queen for years yeah. and years. And then um, Emma, Emma Stone. Stone is like her niece removed or something. Like yeah, Rachel Vice's niece. Yeah, like yeah. Rachel Vice's niece yeah. that she's never like seen before or something like that. And then um, she makes it out of very difficult circumstances of, like, being married to... No, being with her abusive dad and, like, mm. being raped and all this kind of stuff like that. And so she gets the job as a servant girl. And she was also a lady at one up. point. Like she was yeah, that's right. She was a lady and then she got taken down to, like... She was sold by her father. That's right. And that's so she, right, yeah. So she became, like, a peasant. Yeah. And she was just, like, the, her whole goal of him is to kind of rejoin the, yeah, the class right. system that she'd grown, mm. yeah. grown accustomed to. Yeah, and, and she's, like, completely manipulative. Yeah. Um, and so does the film have, like, a like a plot that builds to a... Yeah! Ish. Or is just it just, like, one of those... That, just the fact that you're just watching these characters destroy each other. Yeah. And then you're watching Emma Stone's character arc of her building her way up so i would say her character arc is probably the plot okay yeah it's, yeah, it's more a, it's more a character piece than because yes. it's set yes. in the middle of a war but you never really deal with the war yeah no you know those films that are just like it's an hour and a half of like a snapshot yeah. of this yeah. point in time you know yeah. like there's no beginning middle um, and end mm. necessarily mm. <laughs> um i can't remember what i was gonna say but yeah no like so there's there's parts that are that are like good and funny and interesting and other parts where I was just kind of like oh, we're still having this conversation mm. oh, this, this, weird, this, this, this this shot is still mm. going there's a lot of fisheye lens shots yeah. Yeah. which is quite jarring yeah. as well um, again that distancing alienation effect I found the, the some of the best scenes were like the clay pigeon scenes like yeah. when you have Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz like against each other and they're 
attacking each other verbally, but mm. in the most proper way possible. Yeah. There's a lot of shots where nothing is happening, but the music's really tense. Yeah. And you're like, but nothing is happening. Yeah. Mm. And that's very much his style. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen any of it, which I don't think you have seen any of the no, films. No, I haven't seen any um, But he does a lot of kind of weird stuff like that. Um, I don't have time to watch weird shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... um. So I guess my question, Tina, is how many slices of blue cake oh, God. are you going to give this out of 10? Um, I guess because I like to watch movies that I actually enjoy, in, are invested in. Like I want to. The reason I go to the movies is for escapism. I don't go to the movies to watch art. Yeah. Um, you know, if I want to see art, I'll go to the theater. Mm. So I'm going to give it five. Five. Yep. And it's probably not even a rewatchable five, is it? Like, you probably wouldn't no, watch it I again. No, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Mm. Um, I mean, give it a six. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy. I thought... Because I can sit through, like, arty films. I, I can sit through them, too. Like, I just don't... Seek them It out. doesn't make me happy. Yeah. They don't make me happy. Mm. But I, at I, least that movie didn't make I'm me I'm very happy. happy to, like, watch three people in a room. Yeah. And, like, just have them interact. Like, mm. I, I, I can dig on that. So... I give it a six. I really enjoyed the performances. I loved. I thought the performances were great. Yeah. Um, and uh, like some of the just bizarre humor, like the dance scene. Um, oh yeah. Like there's just some yeah, weird yeah, stuff in there, yeah. and like it was a long sit, and like I was getting tired as well. Uh, I remember on our way back, I was like, "What do you think?" And we couldn't really talk about it because we just <laughs> yeah. didn't know what we thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's still how I feel. Um, I, I actually would rewatch it. I think like for me, like I don't think I'm done with this film. I need to give it another view and like see if there's. I might rewatch it, but not. Anytime soon. Anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... The costumes were amazing. But yeah, six pieces of blue cake. Yeah. I thought you were going to say bunnies. Yeah, well, that was another thing. Because in his films, there mm-hmm. is... A... The bunny that got squished. But no, but it didn't die. I know, but it still got mm. squished. It was squished the way I squished Luna. No, you don't squish Luna like that. That's mean. Mm. Oh, no, that is red. Um... Did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, Nick? I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen it either. Well, I watched it, and it was okay. Performance is great, but it was kind of what I thought it was going to be a little bit, where it's it's very rushed. Like, the first, like, within 10, like within 10, 10 15 minutes, like, Queen are formed, and they've written Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. Second half of the film is great. Like, once you kind of have him go off into his solo career, and you have all the issues... With the van kind of come in and like his own personal life, that's when the film get really gets loose. The second hour for me was really good. The first half is just kind of, it just seems like they don't really care. Like we're just rushing to get to the, you know mm. the conflict. Whereas I would have been more like they keep talking about like it. It's not a film about Freddie Mercury. It's a film about Queen. Like it's all about Queen. Sorry, it's a film about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like Queen are treated like garbage in this film. <laughs> like they get so little time, and I think all the actors are. You know, that's not fair. Like they do get they do get some time, and they get their chance when the reconciliation happens to kind of have the say. But it really just felt like um, they didn't care so much about the band as they did about Freddie Mercury or whatever. Mm, yeah. um, but Rami Malek's really good in it. I think all the performances are really good. The film did make me cry. Um, like, there's a bit towards the end where he kind of has this reconciliation with his father, which is, like, catnip for me. Like, whenever, like, there's, like, father-son stuff in movies, yeah. it just destroys me. Yeah. Um, but I also think the last half an hour, the film is kind of a waste as well. Like, the film kind of ends half an hour before the film ends. Because the last half an hour is just the Live Aid performance. And that's all it is. Yeah. Is it the recreated Live Aid performance? It is. Yeah. Um, but it's not the entire thing, because apparently on the DVD or the Blu-ray, they filmed the entire thing. Mm. 
But I'm like, I don't need to see any more. Like, mm-hmm. I saw like almost half an hour of it. Like once, like for me, it would have almost been better for, like to him kind of get back up on stage and, and like then, then start yeah. and then, then credit. Yeah, yeah, and like instead, that. like they play like four songs yeah. in the movie mm. from start to finish. Yeah. And then the credits start, and then it's footage of Freddie Mercury singing songs yeah. for the whole. Grade. I'm like. Sorry, uh, like I just I don't need this. Yeah. I understand, like he's he was great. Okay, and, like, man, we get it. It's yeah. Queen. Yep. Mm. Um. So I don't know. Like I give it six crowns out of ten. Mm. Um. And it's fine. Like there's there's some nice stuff in there, but it's just I don't know. Like yeah. it just. And I know that film suffered production issues as well, like with um the original director getting kicked off the lot, basically, for being, like, a terrible person. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was, what's the name, Brian Singer, like... What did he do? Well, he was involved in a bunch of, like, kind of potential pedophilia scandals and stuff. Jesus. From, like, 20... Like, he was, like... Him and Kevin Spacey were on set together, like, 20 years Uh... earlier. And then, like, the Kevin Spacey thing came out, and then the Brian Singer... The Brian Singer thing's been on and off again for a long time. People have been saying stuff. Biggest thieves. And then, like, he just... They came in... Like, he just wasn't rocking up to set on time. He wasn't coming to set at all some days. And then one day, someone came to the Fox lot, and his whole offices were cleared out. He was just gone. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, So I know that film definitely suffered some production issues, but... Just, yeah, I definitely... It was the film I kind of, I guess, expected. Like, I remember, like, in the build-up, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't think it's going to be that good. And everyone's like, no, it's really good. And it's, it's fine. Mm. Um, let's talk about a film we all saw. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. Yay! Captain Marvel. I've seen it twice. I've uh, seen it once. I got to see it once with Tina, and I got to see it once with Nick as well. Um, and I'm going to let you guys talk for a bit, because I've been talking a lot. What did you think, Nick? I loved it. Mm. Really, really liked it. And mm. I didn't think I would, because... A few of my trusted reviewers had given it a real middling score, you know, like a B, C plus and B kind of score. Yeah. Yep. And one of the criticisms I just sort of disagree with now when I think about it was that it's unlike other Marvel films like Thor mm. and the Iron Man series, which mm. have got like a certain humor and a certain style, they said it just lacked mm. any sort of style. But what I think about it is it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I found it really fun. And mm. I, I didn't know I needed... In fact, I think I said the opposite of this. was like, oh, I don't want any more just plain origin stories because mm. it's like we're building up to the end game. Yeah. Mm. And I was wrong because it was just like a nice little snapshot of the 90s. I really liked <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson and Brie yeah. Larson's team up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think some of it was overdone. I think him with the cat got a little mm. old towards the end. Mm. But like, yeah. that might be just me. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought she was really good as, mm. um, Carol Denvers. Well, she's only Carol Denvers at the end, really, but yeah. 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 Is that supposed to be like a thing on Danvers? Yeah, no, it is Carol Danvers. Um, oh, Danvers, is it? Yeah, that's it. Denver. From Supergirl. No, so Captain Marvel's Carol Danvers and Supergirl is Cara Danvers. It's just one of those, like, weird coincidences. Mm, coincidences, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like, because there are a couple of things, uh, there's been a couple of things in the past, like with Marvel and DC, where they've kind of both created things that have been very similar, but like around the same time, it is impossible they could have been copying each other. Just kind of happened. Yeah. But I think Supergirl does technically um, is been around longer than Captain Marvel. Yeah. But to be fair, DC used to have Captain Marvel, and then Marvel like well, we're Marvel, so we're having Captain Marvel. You can, yeah. you can call it Shazam. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of you know kind of weird. Um, I really loved all of the. 
powerful stuff like you know when she that like what you were saying the other day like the montage of her getting up mm. and everything like i loved all that sort of stuff and i loved like the the um the 90s stuff of it i do feel that there was something that just stopped me from going this is as good as avengers like mm. this is as good as avengers infinity war mm. like it just didn't for me, it sits where Doctor Strange sits for me. Yeah. And I know that you guys love Doctor Strange a lot more than I do. And I love Doctor Strange, but it's not like it's Avengers Infinity yeah. War. Oh, I'll, like, I'll say this. like For me, it's not a top-tier Marvel film. No, like, it's not a top-tier Marvel It was film. a lot closer in tone to Iron Man than I thought it was going to be. I yes. thought it was going to be a lot more serious. But it's not Iron Man. Like, Iron Man, to me, is yeah. still up there. This, I mean, unfortunately, like when you're twenty, almost 22 films in... Yeah. We've seen origin stories before. I think that's the problem. I think the problem isn't with the movie. Mm. It's that I'm... And you're going to hate me for saying this. I'm getting tired of seeing Marvel movies. But I've I... have seen so many. I agree. I, I, I've seen so many. I understand it because you... Not only do you have like this Marvel universe, but then you've had the X-Men exactly. films and the and Spider-Man films. And there's more and then there's more and then there's more. And don't get me wrong, they're all amazing and they're all fantastic. Mm. But I would like a break. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, and so I don't think there was anything wrong with the mm. movie. I think it was all me and mm. me sitting there. And mind you, I'm really tired. I'm really mm. tired from work. I yeah. want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like, oh, let's go to the movies and I'll sit here when yeah. I could be sleeping. Mm. So I'm already like not in the mood to watch Yeah, it. definitely. But I did really enjoy it. But yeah, it just sort of felt like there was something that was a bit lacking but i did love all of the space stuff i was surprised i how loved cosmic all the space stuff it was way more space stuff yes. than I was well. and i loved like you know what i loved i loved how like her power has no limits yes isn't that so good mm-hmm. because so often you have a superhero and their power is like oh no my powers are dying mm. down i have to like you know, conserve my energy and you know, like wait for a couple of hours before it goes up again. You, she just like has endless yeah. power. Are you saying that the limit does not exist? The limit does not exist. What day is it? Is it, is it October third? Yeah. Um, so that I really found that refreshing. So yeah. I was really happy with that. And then when she was like destroying all the ships and everything like that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, like that was. I loved all that sort of well, stuff. Well, they did a couple of things in this film differently, and this is why I think it works in terms of, like, Marvel redefining the origin film. Because they've done it, like, a couple of times now. Like, Spider-Man Homecoming is an origin film. Yeah. But they were like, we don't need to go through the Uncle Ben stuff. Like, everyone no, that's knows right, because everybody knows so that. So we'll just have him on his first adventure, mm. and, and, look, and they did it. And with this one, I think two things they did very well. First of all, she has no memory of her past life. So we yeah. are on the exact same... Like, That's we know right. as much as she does. As so it's much more immersive. Like, it's not... Because we're trying to find out along with her. We're part of the... Like, we're yeah. trying to help solve the mystery as well. The other thing, all of her entire story is not based on her abilities. Mm. Like, it doesn't even come into play until the third act. So like, if you think about, like, um, Iron Man, it's always about him, like, kind of redefining his suit and getting more weapons and stuff. Thor, the first one is about him getting his hammer mm. back. That's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. like, I was powerful. I was Whereas this one's about a man trying to control her emotions and control how powerful she is. And they're like, I love that. And they were like, the key to power is emotion. Yes. Um, she's in control of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah. I said to, I think I said to you after I watched it the second time, but the first time it was very much me kind of taking it in. 
second time I was watching it with Nick, like that bit, that mon- the start of the montage of her getting up mm. to her like flying around, sort of mm. cried. Like, mm. I just and I hadn't the first time. I was just like, this is just so great. <laughs> and even though it's not a great film, like it's a good film, but mm. like it doesn't hit all the marks for me. I was just like, this is. Yeah, I like. I think it's a good film mm. that is filled with great moments. Yeah, absolutely. That's Which I, I honestly, about. I think you could say that about most Marvel films. Mm. Like even like for the Dark World has. Some... I don't know. See, to me, Avengers: Infinity War is a great film. I would say like that is the. I think you could say that as the bare minimum for all Marvel films. Mm. Like the worst thing you could say about a Marvel film is like it's a good film with great moments. So there's no Marvel films really that I'm kind of like. Yeah. No, oh, that didn't have anything for yeah. me. Like mm. they all have something mm. um, to look to. I s- Sort of thought that they could have almost made it longer as well. I thought they could have fleshed out Jude Law's character a bit more. Mm. First of all, I was annoyed because I wanted him to be like a good. I, yeah. I was hoping like we'd get a hero that could like tap on the Avengers yeah. or something because I love Jude Law. Well, I mean, to be fair, because like, in the comics, because they did they did change a little bit, but not really. But in the comics, um, the scrolls are villains. They've always been mm. villains. But someone came out and said someone from Marvel like, well, you know, there are good guys and bad guys in all wars on both sides. Mm. So, like, the Skrulls could still be villains, mm. and the Kree could still be mainly good. Like, Guard- the first Guardians film was all about how good the Kree are and how they're just trying to save them from Ronan. Yeah. So there's still more to do, and we might see him still have the chance to be that kind yeah. of Kree hero or whatever. Because he's not... He's acting in a war. Like, when I think about it, I'm like... He was doing... He wasn't like... He was doing what he thought was right. He wasn't trying to imprison her and keep her down because he hated her. He was like, she's the key to us winning the war. Mm. But unfortunately, like, their war tactics were kind of dirty and evil and that yeah. makes them seem as bad guys. Like, so I watched that film very much the same way I watched Airman and the Wasp. I'm like, there's not any villains in this film. Like, not really. Like, I wasn't, like, at the end of it, I wasn't like, man, the Kree are jerks. It's because we no longer, we we can't have just the two-dimensional villain, bad mm. guy is just a bad guy for, a, mm. for bad reasons. We're not, we don't live in that anymore. Mm-hmm. And as the movies become more evolved... We, as an audience, require our villains to be more, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, morally ambiguous. Yeah. And it's so more like we, three-dimensional, right? Yeah, yeah like, I don't like, think it's even morally ambiguous. I think it's more we just want to, we understand why they're villains. Like, why have they turned bad? Like, what's their motivation? But also, at the end of the day, when mm. we're walking out of that cinema, we need to have arguments as to mm. whether or not... You know, this person was good. This yeah, like person in Black was bad. Panther, and, where know, Killmonger yeah. is like, well, you can kind of understand where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or so even like, like that's Thanos, in a way. The like, yeah. Key with these kinds of movies, with these Marvel movies, is because you walk out of the movie. Yes, you're entertained, but you're talking about it. That's why it's kept going for so long. Because yeah. we talk about yeah. it. If it was just a series of movies that we enjoyed, it would be like Police Academy, and then it would end. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Sort of topical reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here's a. This might be an unfair comparison, but I guess I would, I, I'm going to ask it because they like this is kind of like the they're similar in one aspect. How would you compare this to something like Wonder Woman? Like mm. these are both the first like of the entire history of these studios. Yeah, so the I was first talking... female led. I mean, Marvel has done Electra and a couple yeah. of things, but really, like I was talking to someone else about this, mm. um, and he said that he enjoyed. Captain Marvel more than he enjoyed um, Wonder Woman because mm. um, uh, he thought it, he thought Captain Marvel was a better movie and Wonder Woman was shit. But at the same time, I was like, well, I actually enjoyed Wonder Woman more, but that's mm. only because I love ancient Greek, ancient Rome, yeah, yeah. and I love World War Two. Mm. So that movie was just like smash bang those things together. So. I, th- I liked it more in terms of mm. aesthetics. 
I don't know if I, I couldn't tell you in terms mm. of story or characters because it's been so long since I've seen Wonder Woman and I was really tired when I saw mm. Captain Marvel. I think like I think I probably put them almost neck and neck. I really like both those films. I mm. think that maybe what Captain. I feel like they're up on par with me. I think same sort of yeah. Couple. I think what Wonder Woman maybe lacks is that third act is a big CGI mess, whereas. Captain Marvel is a big CGI spectacular. Like yeah. Marvel have really gotten really narrowed down how to use their CGI to their advantage. Um, and the other thing with Wonder Woman that I didn't like as much, and again, I love Wonder Woman. Like it's one of my favorite DC films. Mm-hmm. Um, is their villain isn't established as well. Like we spend a lot of time with Jude Law and with the Kree in Captain Marvel, so we get to kind of like when we start off, like we see them as the heroes. It's not until the end we feel that betrayal. Mm. Whereas in Wonder Woman, it's a similar thing. Like Ares is Remus Lupin. Yeah. But we never get to know that mm. character more mm. than like a scene or so. Well, I'm going to throw in the feminist card here. Go and for do it. we have to pit the two women against each no, other? No, definitely Can't not. Can't they both be amazing in their own right? <laughs> no, no, definitely. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not pitting them against each other. No, it's a no, fight know, to the I death. Know, it can only be one survivor. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Always have to compare yourself to others, yeah. ladies. Well, they're That's both, the only way they're you both really good life. films, which I yeah. think can only be a good thing for the future of like superhero films and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I would say that I. I enjoy both for different reasons. Yeah. So then that's why they're both on par for me. Yeah. It's not a case of liking one more than the other. In terms mm. of aesthetics, I like Wonder Woman more. In terms of soundtrack, I certainly like Wonder Woman more. Um, for the score? Yeah, for the yeah. score. It's amazing. Um, but in terms of um, like feminist agenda, I like Captain Marvel more. I mm. like the montages and the, the metaphors that are within that a lot more. So... I don't know. Yeah, they're both pretty equal mm. to me. Um, I was surprised, and I don't know why I was surprised, because it's Marvel, but I was surprised how fun ca- this movie was, Captain Marvel, because I think... Yeah, go, go I loved all the like dial-up <laughs> internet jokes. That was yeah, really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really look, I really kind of imagined, because I know the comic book character a little bit as well, like she's mm-hmm. very serious in the comics, I kind of imagined it to be a little bit more like Captain America, the first Avenger, like that yeah. first World War Two one. That's what I kind of thought the tone was going to be like, especially mm-hmm. those trailers. Those trailers... And I don't mind Marvel deceiving me with their trailers because often they're good deceptions. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I kind of was expected to be a lot more serious, a lot more kind of like this soldier rising up. Mm. And like I was laughing constantly. Yeah. Like there's just so many good little jokes in there. It's really, really fun. And mm-hmm. I don't know, again, why I was surprised that it was fun because all Marvel, like, mm. even Infinity War, which is the darkest film they made, is fun. Yeah. Maybe, you know what I, mm-hmm. maybe the least fun film is Black Panther. That's a very serious yeah. Marvel film. Um, you know what I also really enjoyed? This is just a little thing as well. It's the same as like the how her power doesn't seem to have a limit, which is awesome mm. um, and unique. Was that I loved how like we finally saw a movie, and I don't just mean in the Marvel universe. I mean like in general, mm. like since movies have existed, we've finally seen a movie where a character has crash landed to Earth and hasn't been like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. Where am I? They're like, okay, shit, I'm here, all right, okay, yeah, I'll get yeah. my communicator out, do this, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's business as usual yeah. sort of thing, which I really, really liked. It wasn't this whole, like, oh, what are those things? I yeah, have to yeah, hide yeah. from them. Um, and I totally didn't realise it was set in the 90s until she went to the internet cafe. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, Blockbuster, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. And then it didn't occur to me, Blockbuster yeah. 90s. And it's yeah. funny because we've said on this show like multiple times in the lead yeah. up to Captain Marvel, like, it's set in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> it just like completely went out yeah. of my mind. Mm. Um, the other thing I think maybe just slightly underdeveloped, or maybe it's my personal thing where I'd like ideas like this to be fleshed out more, is that 
like big intelligence thing. Oh, the supreme intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Supreme yeah. intelligence. It's like that's a cool concept, and the fact that that I guess and it was rules just like a drop thing. in the ocean. Yeah, really, it's just like in terms of the movie, we're just thrust into like, okay, this exists. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, and then she goes in there. It's like, well, I'd love to. I'd love a ten minute little yeah. thing about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think maybe the the thing was like we need to get going. We need to get to know her. But the good thing is we're going to get some more Captain Marvel films. She's signed up for... There's five more in her contract already. Plus, I have a feeling at some point we're going to see Nova um, in the Marvel Universe, who um, is from the Nova Corps, which is serving yeah. Guardians, which is Kree stuff as well. So we may see some tie-in. Yeah. But there's plenty of time to do more kind of cosmic um, investigation yeah. and stuff. Question. Go for it. Can Captain Marvel um, hold Molnir? That would be interesting. I don't because know. Because yeah, cool. in the trailer... When um, Thor's like, I like this one, yeah. or whatever. I initially thought, like, when he turned around, that she was going to pick it? up his his hammer. Mm. Well, that's not Mjolnir in the trailer. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's Stormbreaker. That's, oh, Stormbreaker. Which I is thought the it was axe. like Warhammer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it is. It's um, like that hammer axe in the yeah, yeah, yeah. new world. And so I was like, oh, like, I wonder if she's worthy, you know, worthy yeah. enough to. I think that she would be. That's pretty cool. Well, Cap could Widow, move it. Yeah. yeah. And if Black Widow is worthy enough. I yeah, she never picks it up in the movie, but she has it in the comics. Um, yeah. Also, at some point, I feel like they're going to address that Captain America thing. I feel like in the end game, at some point, he's going to pick up Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's time travel or, like, mm. quantum travel or whatever, mm. Mjolnir is going to come back and Cap's going to pick yeah. it up at some point. Like, yeah. they were, I can't imagine them not setting it up and it's been the last film and him not having anything to do with I'd it. I'd love him to, like, hold his shield in one hand and, and hold the hand yeah. in another and bang the two against yeah. and, like... I like, can't sleep because of you. Like, oh, you can't sleep because of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never thought them about them bringing that back. I thought it was just a little nod to the fact that he is the most yeah, like, noble and yeah. yeah, that might be good. I mean, why yeah. not? Like, why? I mean, I feel like you could. Yeah. Um, you can do anything. You can do anything. Yeah. Um, I'll make another film. Except make friends that are actually like good friends. Um, so we have to. Uh, do you know what? One last thing about Captain Marvel, and then we'll wrap wrap up this little bit. Um, I really liked that they let Ben Mendelsohn speak in his Australian accent. Which one? Did he was the scroll, and the he was just, oh, yeah, he was just yeah, speaking yeah. in Australian yeah. accent. Like I didn't ex- didn't even think about it, and when it happened, I was like, "Hang on!" Yeah, and I was like, "You know what? I really like this." I'm, I noticed that like Marvel have really been open to just doing that kind of thing. Like in Thor Ragnarok, problems aside, Korg speaking in New Zealand accent really entertaining yeah. like yeah. I like that they're kind of embracing that multiculturalism and just kind of being like mm. yeah like yeah. just do it not, like, and spoilers but nice for him <laughs> to not just be a villain yeah yeah. Uh, he's really good in it as well and building off what you said nice to see that aliens from other worlds aren't American yes yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. and also there was that thing as well oh, I just keep thinking of things they address the, the Guardians thing because like people are like you know how can they all understand Groot and how can like Peter Quill, mm-hmm. how can like Gamora speak? Like, how, like you know, if they're aliens, when they have a different language and stuff, and like as soon as she hits Earth, she's like, "Is my translator not working?" It's mm-hmm. like, "Cool, there you go. That's the that's that's all I need to explain everything that's happened before in space." Like, mm-hmm. cool, translator's done. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many? What are we gonna rate it out of? Bars on the dial on the the CD as it's downloading. Oh maybe. yeah. The CD, um, loading, is that CD loading. CD loading bars. screens. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, ladies first. Um, I think I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Eight. Yeah. Seven point eight. I was gonna go seven point five, and then I was like, 
Women. Yeah, I think seven point five is too low. Yeah. For me, eight is too high. So yeah. right in between. That's good. Seven point eight. I'm kind of wrestling with the same thing. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna round it up. I don't mind rounding. I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Um, yeah. I just, it was just fun. And yeah, it's not the best Marvel film by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a really good time. And I remember like when we when I sat down with you to watch it the second time when it started because I think for me the start is maybe the weakest part of the film because it's very dark as well mm. and it's very hard to see especially the first time I saw it that's probably the week I was just like I just want to get to Earth and like get started but once I got there like it wasn't that it wasn't the Suicide Squad thing where yeah. you and I went to Suicide Squad the second time and like after five minutes I'm like why are we here yeah I know <laughs> this is terrible talking about getting wrapped up in hype though yeah I know but with Captain Marvel I was, I was like oh no I'm looking forward to this yeah. and I also it was one of those films where I was looking forward to hearing the audience reaction and seeing your reaction and stuff yeah. like sometimes it's nice to I like watching can I just stuff. say Go on. when we went and saw it for the first time and there were all the kids in the cinemas I loved all their reactions I was like oh my god yeah, so, yeah it was great it was mm. great listening to the kids react to it uh, it's good and it's the last uh, solo film before Endgame which is yeah less than a month away oh, now yeah oh I cannot wait dearie me and then Spider-Man uh, is that in June? July? June July. One of those. The two. trailer for that looks good. It does look good, and they've released some more posters. Is like Spider-Man hanging out above the canal in Venice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm digging it. But uh, oh, end game. Three hours and two minutes. Ugh. Um, we'll quickly go through this, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. There's a Game of Thrones thing I want to talk about. We'll do it close to the release because there's like a, a Deadpool thing, which is kind of like who do you think will live and die? Yeah. And that's a whole conversation. So we'll do that next episode. Oh yeah. Um, Nick and I went and saw Elite Battle Angel. We did, didn't we? We did, and it's based on a Japanese manga produced by James Cameron, and even though I like Robert Rodriguez, the director, the more trailers I saw, the more I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this, I don't think. Like, I didn't like Ghost in the Shell. I'm not a big anime guy. A lot of fun. Heard of yeah. Battle Angels. It was really enjoyable, wasn't <laughs> really it? Really fun. <coughs> I really enjoy those cinema experiences where they just pop out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was just like a what the hell kind like, of it's thing. It's a really dumb movie. Like, there's some stuff in there where I was like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But like Ed Screen is the weird assassin guy with yeah. the metal implants. Like He was cool. Yeah. Christoph Waltz was great. Yeah, and like them teasing Edward Norton. <laughs> Yeah, the weird random, like, if there's a sequel, he's the villain. Yeah. Um, I thought the main girl was really good. The weakest part for me was the boyfriend. Yes, yeah. I he just felt like that. a Disney Channel kid. So yeah. I, I don't know if he's that the Disney Channel thing already today, but he just wasn't very good in it. I just didn't care about him or his friends. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, and I thought there was, like, a, it was very ballsy to end it the way they did. It was, like, this whole film has been about her getting revenge and finding what's going on and getting to that boss and we're going to show that to you next time if there's a sequel. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And it had the stupidest thing. There's a moment... <laughs> I just remembered. It's so dumb. There's a moment right before the film ends because the whole thing is about this, like... It's kind of like roller derby for robots. That's kind of like this mm. big event. Like, it's the sport and she's been training for it and just before she goes out because she's going to go up and avenge her boyfriend and, like, kill this guy, she's going to go compete and like if she wins it she can go up to this like go up to the city in the sky mm. or whatever and she's standing there and she's thinking about everything that's happened to her in this film and she cries and as the tear like falls in CGI slow motion mm. she cuts the tear in half <laughs> with a samurai sword <laughs> and I was like that is so dumb yeah. but we were just like this is great yeah, yeah. yeah I love that over the top stuff though it was it's a big CGI mess and it was very reminiscent of Ready Player One 
but it was 100% more entertaining. Yeah, replay so one. I, I thought it was a better, like, a, a superior, like, version of Replay 1. Like, yeah. similar themes and concepts, like, set in, like, good old dystopian future. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it lacked, I guess, the... Emotional uh, gravitas, yeah. oh, I guess? Well, No, I'm trying to say, like, a bit, compared to Replay 1, like, it yeah. lacked, like... The, the massive like pop culture references mm. and the hype because Ready Player One was a big film it also but I think also Ready Player One takes itself very seriously yeah it's like it's about the most fun stuff ever and it's taking itself seriously it's yeah. like no no you, that's the wrong attitude yeah like embrace it like yeah. you're like treating this like it's you know Shakespeare or the Bible or yeah, like, yeah. people like really respect and it's like no, 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 this is about, like, Star Wars and, and Batman, and, it, like, just yeah. enjoy it. And and they didn't try and make this, like, the this Alita film. It wasn't too big, was it? It didn't go no, in many places. Kind of it was small and personal. quite contained in, like, one sort of, like, area of a city, and then you yeah. saw some other areas, but, like, for the most part, not. And, yeah, like, I love that game. It's just, like, a death ball kind yeah. of game. Um, and I, th- I thought she was really good. I haven't seen anything before. I'm sure she's been in a couple of things, but... And I was worried because she's very much a CGI creation, like they did the big eye thing, but then most of her body is actually CGI, and I was like, oh, this is going to stick out. But after the first scene, I was like, no. Yeah. Just just blends, like it just works. Uh, and I bought, yeah, and I didn't buy the romance on his side. I bought her side. I was like, I believe that she's in love with this yeah. dude. But this guy just could not keep up with her. Like he just, his performance was just not yeah. great. Yeah, he didn't um, have much charisma as a screen presence anyway. Yeah, he's just, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. I was, again, like, I cannot express how surprised I was at how much I enjoyed it. Because mm. I was like, this is going to be garbage. And I, I guess it kind of is, but it's really enjoyable garbage that I could easily watch again. Yeah, like, it's pretty disposable. But, like, I don't know, it's thought for, like, a good, just, like, couple of hours of, like, entertainment and escapism. Oh, if I'm at home Friday night by myself, I'm like, yeah, I'll check on a leader again. Why yeah. not? It's going to be great. Um, how many... Oh, we're going to read it. Sliced tears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to do it. We brought up the sliced tears. Uh, yeah, how many sliced tears out of ten are you going to give it? Four, but they've been cut in <laughs> half. Which turns it into eight. <laughs> oh, it's genius. Uh, I'm not going to give it quite as high, but I'm going to give it a highly rewatchable six and a half. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's so dumb. But uh, it, was, it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was just like, yeah, it was a bit silly and like all the villains were like very big characters in that yeah. theatrical sense. Like mm. there, was, there wasn't any subtlety to this movie. but Yeah, no, definitely not. It's just, yeah. And I, honestly, I don't know whether I would be able to enjoy the original, like the source material. Like I don't know if I would be able to enjoy the manga or like an mm. anime version of it as much. But this was just yeah. big and fun and dumb. It's exactly what the film needed to be. Unlike Ghost in the Shell, which took it, again, like took itself so seriously... And I was like, maybe you guys, I think you're just approaching it wrong. Like, just because it's a well-respected, like, piece of art from, like, 30 years ago, doesn't mean you have to treat it the way that everyone else is treating with, like, silk gloves and stuff. Mm. Just have fun with it. Like, yeah. isn't that the point? Like, that it's fun? Um, which I guess is another reason why those Marvel films work so well and some of the DC ones haven't worked as well, because they just take it a bit too seriously. Yeah. But, um... Do you have anything else to review, Tamar? No, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to do one little review and then we can get out of here. Um, I've been watching... We'll talk about DC. I've been watching this show uh, from the streaming service called Doom Patrol, which is my maybe my new favourite DC show. It's by the same guys who did Titans, and they actually did an episode about this team in Titans to kind of introduce them. And it's the most bonkers, stupid, weird, creative show maybe I've ever seen. Um, it's about a... 
team of like misfits. It's kind of like DC's X Men. Actually, the Doom Patrol were created before the X Men, but they just didn't take off as well. So like, their leader of their team is also a guy, in, an old guy in a wheelchair. Like it just happened at the same time, but no one really cared about this. Yeah, but it's like. This uh, like Brendan Fraser's in it. Like he hasn't been in anything for like ten years, and Brendan yeah. Fraser is the voice of Robot Man, who was at this redneck NASCAR driver who got in an accident, and the only thing they could save was his brain. So they put in a robot shell, and Cyborg from Justice League is in it. And this Cyborg is probably better than the one from Justice League. Like he's really looks. Under- I like his look. Yeah, he's really cool. Look. He's really good in it. Um, there's this girl, the Elasta woman, who was like a 1950s actress, and she kind of interacted with this this chemical and made her skin all elastic, and but it's not. Like Mr. Fantastic, like she, if she gets emotional, she just loses control and she can just like turn to a blob and stuff. Mm. Um, and my favorite character of all, like I've never met a character I've liked more than this. This character called Crazy Jane, um, played by, I think yeah, so I think her name is Diane Guerrero. She was in um, Jane the Virgin and Orange yes. is the New Black, I think. Diane Guerrero, yes. Um, basically, she's a character, a woman with split personality. She has sixty-four different personalities, and each personality has a different superpower. That's oh wow. Cool. And it's yeah, great. that's cool. Like, one of them is just, like, uh, this personality called Hammerhead, which is just, like, a self-defense thing where she just, like, gets up in your grill and gets angry and fights. There's this one where, like, she says words and they print out in real life and she can use them as weapons, like ninja stars. <laughs> it's just bonkers. Yeah. Like, there's this one personality where she's, like, a three-year-old kid and, like, she's like, this, a British woman on board. And her accents and performances are killer. Like, the transition is so flawless. I couldn't believe how good it is. Um, it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. If you can't handle weird stuff, don't watch the <laughs> show because it's, it's bonkers. Like the end of the first episode, um, there's like a hole in the middle of the town that sucks up all these different people in the whole town and then there's just this donkey walks past and it basically farts out like <laughs> the, the um, synopsis for the next episode. <laughs> it's just like, that's what, the, that's, what yeah. the, that's the kind of show it is. Alan Tudyk plays this character called Mr. Nobody and he narrates most of the episodes. And then, like, in the last episode he was in, he st- he's, like, talking to one of the heroes. He's like, you know, I haven't been in this show for two episodes. He's like, we're going to get moving so I can get back in the show. Yeah. Like, it's very self-aware and stuff. It's just ridiculous. But I love it. It's just, it's so different. It's not trying to be anything. It's not trying to be as good as anything else. It's just being yourself and just being like, if you don't like it, don't yeah. watch. Um, and for just the sheer balls of it alone, I, I just dig this show. So, people, like, you want to give DC a go, check out this Doom Patrol thing, but be prepared. It's strange is it funny yeah it is it, um, there's some, some really funny stuff in there as well um, Brendan Fraser is probably the highlight of it yeah, like okay. he's just it's really good to see Brendan Fraser doing something I've always does, liked him and he does good, he it? does show up as himself in it as well like most of it is set in the present yeah but like the first episode is kind of an origin story so you get to see where they all came from um, and he's just like this overweight like NASCAR driver but like sleeping with like models and stuff like it's just it's so weird and ridiculous um and it's a lot of fun uh so doom patrol is my favorite thing on tv at the moment nice um and that's we're gonna do it yeah um we've definitely been going for a little while yeah it's going for a little while um we'll be back hopefully next week and we'll talk about this game of thrones thing i want to talk about some game of thrones i do want to do a game of thrones deadpool Mm -hmm. actually yeah i've got a whole thing that i found online um and I've got some opinions already, so we'll sit yeah. down. And by then, Tina and I will probably finish season seven. Yeah. 
So we'll be able to talk about that some yeah. more. Us is out tomorrow, the new Jordan Peele film, which I get the film I'm going to see by myself, but that's okay. It's too scary. If, the trailer's very scary. Yeah. If you and I only get a chance to see one film, I'd rather it be Shazam than Us. So. Well, Shazam's out next week, so maybe we'll go see Shazam next week together. Because Tina will go see Shazam as well, won't you? Yes. Mm. I'm very, looking, very much looking forward to it. That new trailer. Did you watch that new trailer? Oh, I think it looks great, actually. Yeah, awesome. I've got... Get it, Batman! Yeah. <laughs> he throws the giant yeah. toy. I've gone from being like, this is a graph of my anticipation. Mm. It's going up. For the <laughs> it's like, um, I was just like, oh yeah. Like the only thing I wonder is, I don't know if I'll enjoy a film where the main protagonist is a kid, even if it's a kid. Oh, okay, yeah. and I'm like, eh, mm. Am I, I going to like the humour? Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I think it looks great. It looks really good. It just looks fun. Um, and that's been something that has been missing from the DC films mm. a little bit. Like Aquaman was more fun, but it was also really long, like as long mm. as Infinity War, but with half as much going on in it. Yeah, um, yeah. But this just looks like it's going to be a, a really good time at the movies. Um, and both those kids look really, like really funny as well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm in. Plus, Mark Strong is a villain. Mark Strong's great. Yeah, I haven't seen anything where I haven't liked him in it. Yeah, he's killer. Uh, that's going to do it for the first episode of Past Remote in a little while. Uh, we will hopefully, fingers crossed, be back next week. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, that's it. Tina, where can they find you? Tina's Hair and Beauty. Tina's Hair. You can check out the new roller skates I bought. Oh, yeah. Tina did get some roller skates. Cause, oh, uh, I saw them. Nice. Because mm. uh, we've started uh, roller derby. Training. Training. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tina. I have to learn how to skate first. Tina's been Is there to... a rink somewhere around here? Right around yes, the corner. it's literally not even oh, a five-minute yeah. driveway. Nice. Tina's yeah. been to two lessons. I've been to one, um, and it was my first time ever on skates. I used to do blades, blades. but I've never done skates before. And I, was, I fell on my ass a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. Um, but by the end of it, I kind of picked it up, so... Mm. Um, Isn't it funny that, as a kid, that's, like, second nature? Like, I remember when I was, like, probably in primary school, mm. you'd go to, like... I was never allowed because Mm. I was going to break my wrist or break my ankle. I broke my wrist anyway, falling off the monkey bars. (laughs) But I did have birthdays at Caribbean Rollerama and that was great. But I'd spent the whole two hours clinging to the side Mm. and then the last 10 minutes finally had the courage to let go of it. I used to bomb around those rings really mm. quickly. Mm, me too. You know, I'd be like low to the ground, like Steve Carell. Yeah. But like now I just 100% know that as soon as I like went away from the wall I'd fall backwards on my ass yeah well I mean you killed it like the first week you would probably you were struggling a little bit because you hadn't been on skates in a while but like when we went together the night like you didn't grip the rail once you were just all over it yeah um, and for me but for me I was like I've never been on skates and I'm so used to having the reverse brake on the back of your heel yeah and that's why I fell over so many times because uh, yeah. like oh I'm too fast <laughs> yeah and just like land and, and plant so can you brake on the front brake front brake and then there's and, like Different types of stops, so like there's a T stop and yeah. things like that. So that's where you have to like hold the wheels in certain ways yeah. and everything. Yeah. But, uh, so we're doing that, and hopefully, yeah, like we'll get good enough. We might be able to actually play it. Um, what to see? That'd be mm-hmm. cool. We're hurting ourselves a lot just not playing against people at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, but it's been fun. So that's what we've been doing. Um, I haven't really posted anything in a, in a long time, but um, I'm still James Charmer Seven. Definitely still out there on Instagram and Twitter. I'll probably. You know what? This week, Detective Comics 1000 comes out. 80th birthday of Batman. I'll probably put something up for that. And uh, Owenowski? Yeah, there's no point. There's uh, What was the last thing you posted that I really enjoyed? Oh, was you playing golf with your brother? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, solid yeah, you post. Love that, it was like you? two months ago, but it was great. Well, I met my, uh, a good friend of mine's little baby. Put a photo up of that. Oh, look at that. Hashtag Bob's at Instagram. Yeah, exactly. 
So if you want to see that goodness, that's all you got to do. That's it, Olnovsky. All uh, platforms. I haven't tweeted in about ten years. Yeah, I haven't tweeted in a yeah, long time I either. Um, so that's going to do it. We will be back next week, fingers crossed, but we're back soon. Um, I'm James Chalmers. That was Tina and Nick. Goodbye. See ya. Catch you next time.